All right, there we are. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I feel like How's I'm wearing going? my uh, my like generic post-apocalypse NPC shirt today. Like you can't really tell like on the camera. I don't think, but like the like I've had this shirt a long time. Like the collar's kind of frayed. There's like. There's like a bunch of holes around the sleeves yeah. and like, uh, not this one, but I have another one. It's like, it's got like a stain that's just like permanently on it. And like, I don't even know what this is supposed to be. There's like these, like, it's probably hard to see. There's like these, like kind of like denim like material, like on like the, the elbow area, like pads or whatever. Like it doesn't really make any sense, but I like these shirts. Cause they're like, they're like kind of like sweatshirts, but they're a little less thick than a sweatshirt. So it's like kind of this weird middle ground. So like I hang on to these shirts cause they're like very useful at a specific time of the year. That's cold, but not super cold. Well, it's just, it's just, you know, it's uh it's your comfort. It's your comfort. Yeah, you feel safe in it. Yeah, and and, and, and I, I guess I wanted to pick a comfy game to play today. Uh, although I am and going to be playing hard mode. December, huh? This is the first first week that we've that we've been on our own in a little while. It is. It is. Yeah. It's what was the last game that we played? Uh, what do you mean? Agalos. Oh yeah, Agalos. Yeah, was. Did you ever finish it? I did. Yeah. What? You seem to you seem to really like it. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty I was overall impressed. I liked it. I was able to almost do everything. I think I got ninety seven percent completion by the end. Wow, that's that's pretty good. I tried to get a hundred and I I couldn't find whatever last thing that I needed. Hmm. Yeah, I, I finished that on Thanksgiving Day. Oh actually. Cool. Well, should so, we uh, should we just get right to it? Yeah, this game is awesome. Yeah, oh, this game is awesome, and this is, is is coming coming from somebody who is, uh, for lack of a better word, like bored by Kirby Star Allies. This game destroys Star Allies. Well, wasn't this like kind of your first Kirby game, or like the first one that you like really put time into? Yes, it definitely was. Um. But I mean, I think it's just it's a really, really good game. And the thing with with um, with Star Allies is that the the multiplayer is I think it's more obnoxious than anything, because especially if you have kids you're playing with, they're constantly fighting about who's going to be who. Like, oh, I want to be this this character that you just picked up. Can't you just be like multicolored Kirby's, too, though? I don't or, think or so. maybe that's I mean, maybe that's that's this. This one has the multicolored curtains. Does it? I don't think so. Uh, you can be like maybe he has an option for one. You can be Waddle D, uh, DDD, and Meta Knight, but I think you can also just be Kirby's if you want to be. So that uh, you know, because each of them only has like one move set. So I don't know that much about the hard mode. Like, look at this Bronto Burt. He's like kind of bigger than normal. Not much bigger, but a little bigger. Some of the Waldies have been bigger. This this Broom Hatter looks a little bigger. Um, I mean, you know the the thing that's kind of crazy to me uh, about uh, 
star allies is, you know, I I I I think there's a term people have. I I, I forget what it is. Uh, you know, like or like Kirby revival or something like that. I mean, we're 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 kind of at a a Kirby golden age right now because it took right. all this time and now we're finally getting these games that have like the superstar mechanics, which is clearly the best Kirby mechanics. Uh, and, you know, now, you know, but that was like kind of divide up into these little short games. Now we've got like, we've got this, we've got triple deluxe, we've got plant RoboBot, we've got star allies, and they're all based on that um, uh, superstar uh, control scheme. Well, like, in a lot of ways, it's just like Kirby going back to what made Kirby good. And for the longest time, they just couldn't understand that just people wanted to play like a normal Kirby game. So it always, everything had to be really weird and they just couldn't figure it out. I mean, it felt like uh, like like Alex Kidd like, couldn't, never went to do another game like, uh, um, it's like um, Miracle World until on the Genesis. But I mean, like, I guess that's kind of a weird example. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a that's a Master System kid example if I ever heard one. <laughs> yes. But when people just really wanted a good, like, a traditional style Kirby, and it's like they're gonna do, uh, you know, like all kinds of weird stuff. And really, this is just what they needed to do. Oh yeah, and it this. took so long for them to do it. It's it's so good. Um, yeah. But you know the. Uh, there are a lot of people, though, who, like, actually prefer, I think, like, the more spin-off brand of Kirby. You know, the, the Dream Courses and Mass Attacks and stuff like that. Those um, are fine if you have these in between. Yeah. But for it was for years where that was all that there was. Well, a lot of them were also developed by Flagship, which is like that Capcom, like, uh that Capcom like uh, partnership that they have where they made like, a, you know, a bunch of those Game Boy Zelda games. They did, you know, the remake of Adventure, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I wanted to address that there was a, uh, a $5 donation from Container 7 before the stream, like when we first started streaming. Indeed. And they were very excited that this, this stream was an hour early. I'm not sure if Container 7 has been here since we started, since we moved to the 8 o'clock time slot. Yeah, we, we did that on the first Sunday, or really, the, it was the first day of, uh, of uh, daylight savings time ending or whatever. Right. So, I mean, just like a little bit over a month now. Mm -hmm. But there's also a $5 donation from EB Chill 2. Thank, Thank you. you. Says, I beat this game this year doing uh, your playlist PS3 360 Wii video. Mm. Nice change from Alan Wake. It was the first Nintendo game I beat since 1988. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I'm surprised, but uh, that's... I, I think that's a, a, that's, a, that's a great game to pick, nonetheless. I mean, this, yeah. this is one of the best games on the Wii. I mean, I... I don't know if that's necessarily a... Absolutely. Huh? It's absolutely one of the best games. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like... Something that you know, like a would, lot of people really think about, but... Like, it definitely... I would buy a Switch compilation that oh. had this, uh, Triple Deluxe, and Robobot on it. Oh, yeah. 
I, I was saying I was saying in our uh, Discord channel earlier that uh, uh, the you know like Switch Pro needs to get like a 60 frames per second version of Star Allies because I feel like that would make the game significantly better. It's it's weird. It, it, after you get used to it, it's fine. But I felt like at first it's it feels it's very jarring. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, definitely it doesn't ruin the game, but it's just, like, so disappointing because it's like, why? why? <laughs> like, why? Like, it's a platformer. Like, I, I'm, I'm no frame rate snob, but, like, it's just, it's so weird. Yeah. And, I mean, just, like, I was, I think I said to you that Star Allies, there's just something about it. It's just really, really boring. It, it definitely feels like they were... They spent most of their resources, like, building it up, like, you know, take advantage of, you know, HD and stuff for the first time. Like, they, they, they used all their resources kind of building up their technology and then didn't have time to make much of a game out of it. But that, I think, is, you know, people generally say that, like, all of, like, the bonus content makes it a much better game. little mini boss is a lot harder on uh, hard mode. Oh, Sandy is way into Kirby Ryan back and forth here. Remember that? Remember that tweet that like it was it was the day Star Allies came out. I like Sandy was just a puppy, and she was way into the uh, into the title screen. Yeah. Yeah, Zane's dad says Return to Dreamland Return to Dreamland is the best multiplayer curve. And I've only played it multiplayer. That was one of the reasons I, you know, because, you know, something else I'm actually kind of excited about. I mean, and, you know, this is like not to uh, say I did not have a good time playing uh, with my friends, but I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like especially when you're streaming too, like you're just like paying attention to so many things and certain aspects of the game may not sink in as, as well as they could otherwise. Of course I'm streaming now, but you know, it's just, it's, you know, some of these Nintendo multiplayer platformers are so chaotic that it's just like the, the overall nature of the game doesn't really solidify in my mind. Oh, are you playing this on a Wii? Are you playing this on a Wii Duel? Oh yeah, I, I I meant to say that earlier. Uh, this this is like the first time that I'm, like, uh, really like, I mean, you know, I I turned it on uh, when I got it, but this is you know going to be the first time I'm playing any significant time into it. So yeah, that that was one of the reasons I I wanted to stream it because I just got this, you know the. You know, when Dan sent me back uh, the the Dreamcast, PlayStation, and uh, and this. So it is indeed a Wii Duel. I see was asking, uh, when's the next episode? Uh, it's still up in the air. Hopefully it'll be out within, within a week. It's going to be on the NT Mini Noir. It, it, it's, we, we thought we would easily have it out like last week yeah but that just has not happened uh yeah. so i mean it's, it's it's been it's been challenging to get all put together uh but 
Like we're, we're trying to get done as quickly as we can. And then after that, we're going to, uh, we, I've actually already written almost everything that I need uh, for our, you know, annual games we played 2020 uh, video. And um, uh, we're, we're going to get that, go ahead and get that done. Yeah, um, we want to get that done. I mean, and then yeah, ahead of time. And then, you know, I'm going to see what else December, whatever time I have. Left yeah, I mean, you're, you're planning to work on a couple of things like, you know, they'll, so, I mean, they'll probably really release between on. December and January, you know, mode, mister, stuff like that. So, so uh, there will be at least two voice. episodes in November. That's that's a promise. Uh, Gaming Blows is saying that my voice is literally half the volume of yours. Uh, I mean, that's probably just because I'm talking loud. But... Um... Uh, I mean, your, I mean, your levels don't necessarily look that bad to me. Okay. Well. I mean, uh, let, 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 let's let's get some more some more uh, opinions here. Um, but it's someone was asking if there's not going to be any surprises in this in the the, uh, in the video, and I mean, it maybe, maybe I don't know. I mean. It's, uh, I think there'll be some surprises and some fun things to see on there. What, what, one, one thing, uh, one thing I did yesterday was, uh, was use, uh, MD Fourier, like, myself for the first time, which was actually kind of fun. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I, I did that. Our team, you kind of walked me through it and, uh. I got, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with what you can do with, with sound on the noir, um, and the simulated, uh, expansion audio is, is a lot better than it was, um, uh, on the first NT made, which I mean, I think was okay, except for the FDS, the FDS just, it needed a low pass filter that the, uh, it, it was the the FPGA on the first version was too limited, so. But as we understand it, there there's people there are people working on it to uh, to get it get it how people want it, I guess. Uh, I think that I mean there's 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 definitely some quirks in this in this launch firmware for it yes i mean and, the, and we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about that but i mean it's very it's entirely possible that that stuff's going to be cleared up by the time we release the video yeah i don't i don't know uh what kevin's uh firmware schedule is is looking like but the the uh the uh the uh aspect ratio presets are beyond wrong. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> Kevin definitely made a little, little goof, I'd say, on, uh, oh man, I should have grabbed the sword. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but it's not like you can't set it for what it should be. And we've got settings in there that are kind of mostly based on Firebrand X's, uh, settings, but I, I made 
couple of small tweaks. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm really happy with the, the interpolation and everything. So, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of an odd episode for sure in the sense that it's like, you know, you, you can't look at this and then be like, hmm, should I go spend my money on this? Because you can't. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's my hope that, you know, it, it, it is a hint of, of more NES stuff to come, you know? Because, I mean, it's, it's an awful lot of effort to not do anything yeah. with it beyond this. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's not even an episode that we originally ever intended in doing. No, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, well, because we didn't think, you know, the, the pre-orders were closed before we knew it was going to be anything different from the existing version, you know? Uh, so we didn't, we didn't think we were going to have an opportunity to get our uh, hands on one, but so we do. You know, I thought it was such an interesting idea in this game to combine Spark and uh, Plasma. Because Plasma was introduced in uh, Superstar, and it, uh, I mean, it's its kind of broken. It's awesome. Um, and Spark, I always thought, was, like, not that interesting. So putting the two together is definitely cool. But I think after we do we do this video early in the in the next year, we have like two smaller episodes that are things that we had kind of agreed to do. And I think after those are done, we are going to take a break from doing like videos on things that we've been sent, and we're just going to spend some time. A long time, I think, just like doing videos that we want to do and things that we have wanted to do. And uh, like, like, like for me, it's definitely a Mister episode. It is a uh, um, a setup episode. It's a uh, Super Gun episode. Like the stuff that I've like really have just wanted to do for a long time. But things that we've like agreed to, to do videos on. Uh, I guess had to take precedence over it and just like with the way things have been like my kids are back home like doing virtual learning and it's certainly is not easy to manage which is why like i guess there's kind of a gap in between things here well yeah but that I, I, and obviously i've been working on analog frontiers which you know right. i i've not been able to make nearly the progress that i expected this year but like sort of a a, a big decision that we made was after this Inti Mini Noir thing, which, you know, we didn't even think we would have an opportunity to, to do. Um, like, I am working on Analog Frontiers until it's done. I'm not letting myself be distracted by other episodes coming along. I mean, you're, you're planning to do several things back to back that you can pretty much, you, you don't really need my involvement. Right. Um, and I'm. But, you, but you're like, there's going to be no breaks or anything between. No breaks between episodes. One. You know, it, it was a huge mistake. I mean, I won't. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say it was a mistake, but, you know, the. Just in terms of getting Analog Frontiers done, uh, making. Uh, making uh, the. Uh, the. 
that IPS video was, was kind of a big mistake. Because I thought it would just be this easy little thing. Because everyone was talking about how amazing they were. And then I'm like, oh, these... <laughs> These kind of stink. Okay, I shouldn't say they stink, but like there's there's real like, problems that no one was talking you, about. You, like, put your nose up against it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was uh, not the easy little project that I I, I expected it to be. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna be very focused on that. And that's like the only thing you're going to be doing until it's done. Yep. So that's going to leave, it's going to leave a mode video for me, an MVSX video. And that's like the end of our commitments. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't say, on that, I wouldn't that, say uh, commitments because that makes it sound like we're like hired to do the video. But I mean, I know what you mean. Like right. stuff that we were sent as review units, you feel like you ought to actually do something yeah. with it. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then after that, we're just going to really focus on doing the things that, that yeah, I mean, we, we want to do. If, I mean, I feel like there's there's been a definite shortage of that this year. Yeah. And, you know, there was, uh, you know, we, we always get caught up and, you know, just everything has to be so big. And, you know, we, we've we've talked about this a lot before, obviously, but. You know, it was actually interesting, like right after you and I had kind of been talking about this, someone sent us a, a DM on Twitter saying like, you know, I, 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 lo I love uh, all the videos you guys used to do on like the, these shorter things. I don't have the time to watch all these long videos and we're like, we agree. <laughs> I mean, exactly. the thing is like you, you might, when you're doing these long videos, you might start off pretty into it but then uh like by the time you're done with it you're just like kind of ready to be done with it and i you know i really want to do videos on subjects it's just like i i want to do a video on this because i'm interested in this right now i just got my ps1 digital i want to do a video about it right now but the thing is there's so many other videos we're trying to get done that we're not doing a video on that right now and that it would be fun too because I just got it. I'm excited about it. But you know, and maybe we will eventually, but it's just like there's so many other things on our plate that feels like we can't. That's pretty much what I think about. I've thought about that a lot lately, about how previously we'd have had the opportunity to do a video on something that was was new. And now it feels like if we try to do a if we want to do a video on something, uh, it's always it takes too long to do it. And then I think that people... Everyone else has already made a video anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we, we want to get back into doing stuff like just stuff that we're like excited about. And uh, I mean, just get, get, get excited about stuff again. I mean, it's, it's been it's been a hard year for everybody. It has been a bit hard year for everybody. And I think that also, like, it's just, I mean, I, I'm not sure if anybody notices this or not, or if, if anybody is, like, a, is, is a, like, a creator of any any si sort, uh, if you've felt that it's just been harder to do anything and even be creative and be excited about the things that you're creating. 
uh, when everything's so depressing. <laughs> I know it sounds like ridiculous to say that, but I mean, it's, it's I mean, it can definitely be distracting, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's depressing, and now we're heading into like these dark, gloomy months, and it's it becomes even harder. I, I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about kind of our direction for next year, though. And obviously, Analog Frontiers is going to have to get done for us to really get there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited that we've made this commitment to I'm, I'm doing the last three parts back to back, no breaks. And like, honestly, none of them are going to be as hard as part three. The one, the one, the one thing though is that uh, there's a lot more riding left to do on part five, but you know that that'll be just a little break. Coming in with a complete picture of how everything is. Uh, so really quick, there was a uh, five dollars from Demo Curry. Thank you so much. Saying thoughts on a sideways remote uh, control? Would you like to see an aftermarket uh, Wii remote designed with a better control layout, such as the big D-pad and face buttons? That's an interesting uh, idea. I mean, I wonder how yeah. complex the technology, I mean, or like if, if the technology could be replicated or potentially even better with, uh, with like readily available components today. I mean, I, I don't love it. But I, I mean, I, I guess I don't mind it that much. No, I, I, I don't it's, hate the Wii remote. Use the B button. Huh? As long as you don't have to use the B button. Well, in, in horizontal configuration, anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I checked to see if you could use the, um, the NES Classic controller with this game, but it, I, I forgot that it does have some shake functions. And it doesn't. It doesn't allow you to use a classic controller anyway. It does require, you know, the, the horizontal. Front. But you know, I've I've never had a problem with the D-pad on the Wii. I've always thought it's fine. I mean, it's a little small, sure. But. Uh, speaking of, of shaking in the controller, there was a five-dollar donation from Chris Fratz saying, uh, "Fun fact about Spark: You can shake the Wii remote to do chart to do the charge-up thing and use it like a shield for smaller things." Uh, I, I don't think I knew that you could, or I, if I did know you could shake, I, I definitely forgot. But see, like this, like I have to these like big concrete blocks. I have to, I have to shake to, uh, right. to inhale, which I is something I forgot. You know, I don't know if these like larger enemies are actually. I don't think they're any stronger. Maybe, like, the slightly larger enemies, anyway. Like, the much bigger enemies, you do have to, like, shake to inhale them. Like, they're just, like, a bigger target. You can shoot back at, at the advancing purple to make it go backwards. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that now. I was actually doing that not that long ago because I this is the game I happened to pop in when I was testing my Wii Duel and I just forgot. Wow, you actually charge the shaking charges the, the spark like a lot faster <laughs> than than the d-pad uh, d 
Demonku is saying, I get confused about Wii games to be played at 4.3 or 16.9. Doesn't, don't they all have 16.9 modes, though? Uh, no. Um, like, some games, uh, like Warrior Land Shake It, uh, have letterbox, like, they, they have, like, it has, like, borders put on the side. Um, uh, I forget if Trauma Center Second Opinion is, but uh, something I didn't realize um, until relatively recently is that Trauma Center Second Opinion is, is 480i only. Really? Yeah. I didn't think that that was even a thing on the... Um... Yeah, I I, 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 for a long time I didn't think so either. But uh, it's uh, it is a thing. I think that they should make a Kirby game, and the first boss is not the what is it the Wispy Woods? Not Wispy Woods? Ha! Ah, I don't. I mean, no, I, what I want to see is I want to see a, something where. It, it, that does not happen, and Wispy Woods ends up being the final boss. <laughs> I mean, that would be a that'd be a pretty good plot twist. I mean, it's got to be like super. Your your final Kirby boss has to be like super dark and intense. So I mean, they've got their work cut out for them. <laughs> Uh, you might be able to force it to 40p with the loader DX. I never really experimented with that. Oh, I I didn't I didn't think uh, I didn't think we had any uh, um, any resolution forcing homebrew. At, at the very least, I didn't think it had anything that you could force 240p, which is what I'd really like for some things, like the contra. Um, the, the Rebirth games would be amazing if you could force 240p. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's $5 from Will the Woo. Thank, Thank you. you. With nine months between paying for paying and the Noir finally arriving, I had time to study up. I bet I watched the NT Mini video <laughs> three or four times. Well, Thanks maybe, for what y'all do. Maybe you'll find well, some, for... some tips for setting up the Noir uh, the new video. I mean, that, that's really kind of what we're trying to make it about is just like, you know, I mean, that's what we usually here do, are yeah. here are the features that, you know, you might find useful. So there was some talk in here about how a lot of PBMs are up to like over a thousand dollars now. It's and crazy. We, like, we got like we got in at the right time. <laughs> we got super lucky. I'm trying to talk louder. I, I don't understand. Uh, it's hard to understand you compared to try at this volume. Any louder and try. I, I try don't. Is too loud. Can you can you crank me up a little bit then? I over there. Or do I, I not go any louder? I. I mean, I can get. I can get. Can I can you get go my louder on your end? That would be easier because I mean you're up all the way in OBS. I mean, your levels really don't look like they're that bad. They look fine. I mean, maybe I'm just 
louder than usual because I'm playing Kirby, you know? I mean, gets me excited. What can I say? See, this is weird because my... Oh, I guess it is showing it here. Uh, I can go put my microphone up to 100% from 95. I mean, let uh, me see if, I... let me see if I, I mean, you know, sometimes I, mean, I have to reduce you when we're talking on like, uh, let me see. Uh, I mean, I've got you on 87%. I'll move you to a hundred here. I mean, I'll, okay, I'll know, see if that oh, that that's way too loud for me. Well, I mean, I can turn my headphones down, but like, why don't you talk for a bit? Let's okay. See. I'm talking. That, I, that's, mean, let's see I mean, I, know, I get, I get louder when the microphone it's closer, but then it's like, right in front of my face. I'm just like peeking over the microphone like this. Well, move it where you want. Move it. Well, I mean, like right here is where I prefer it. Is that, does, does this seem more balanced to people? I mean, I guess we'll see. Now it's, now I'm too loud. Well, let me, why don't you reduce it on your end back to 95 where you have it? Okay. Is this Kirby okay. super easy? I've been, I've been reduced to 95. That's where I want to stay because that's how I have my recording set up here. Is it for my? Is it perfect? For my, perfect now? See, it look now to me, it looks like you're louder than me, but I probably get louder when I'm not looking at, at the levels. So exactly. I'm just going to move I my. I'm going to turn my headphones down. Uh, there's a two dollar donation from Dominic Rinaldi saying uh smash kirby voice hi hi, hi. <laughs> someone was earlier was saying uh is this kirby super easy i mean you know most kirby games are are relatively easy uh but uh, I'm, I'm playing on hard mode now so this one this one has th this mode has a little bite to it uh, I, you know, people in our discord were, were talking like the the most recent kirby games like robobot and Star allies, apparently they have some, their, their, their challenge modes are apparently like super hard. Really? So you, you have not 100% of those then? I no, I, I, I mean, I have a hundred percent normal mode in this, but, uh, like I've, I've always kind of wanted to go back in a hundred percent, you know, the, the recent Kirby games, cause they're all, they're all so good. Uh, and so I guess this is kind of the, the first step in doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just had to do with my, maybe it's just like the, whatever I have on this microphone. The, the, this is, this is the microphone I've been using for voiceover and everything. Uh, since I think the sharp scale video. Is that when you I, set I, up, I, 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 that's when you set up your, it, uh, recording at your desk yes I mean I, I it's just way more convenient to do it that way now do you know how to tell whether you uh, will be able to come back to the room you are when you're playing a Kirby game 
Uh, no. If there's only one star above a door, it means it's a back and forth door. If there's three stars, then it's a one-way door and you won't be able to go back without, you know, restarting the level. Hmm. So I had no pro, idea. Pro tip if you were ever like, oh, I guess so. Can, can I go back and collect this in this room? Later? Well, he tries using a, a shotgun mic. Uh, I mean, I could get I could yeah, get a shotgun about knife. Full away from my face. I, I really, I, mean, I really like this shotgun mic XLR lot. mic. Yeah, it is. I mean, I could mount that somewhat. Someplace. I, I really, I really like it. It's, uh, I think there might be a newer model, but it's, uh, it's Samson C, C zero two. And it's kind of, it's like, it's not, it's not as long as like. C02? C02. I think there might be newer models, though. Because last I looked, it wasn't really all that readily available anymore. It was sold as a pair. Yeah. Which was yeah. one of the reasons I got it, because, like, I was it's like, for oh, that... bucks. No, it was way cheaper than that. Uh, well, you can get the, the the pencil condenser mics for... Yeah, uh, pe for the pencil was the, was the term, uh, the term that was used on. There might be a newer model though uh because it'd be nice just to have something mounted where i don't even have to have the microphone in front of my face if i don't want it yeah i mean it's i it obviously it still sounds better if it's closer but like yeah like they said it's about foot from my mouth um but the thing i like about it is it's yeah, I like i think it would be that close but i mean i could i could certainly do something with this i mean i just crank mine up a little bit yeah so the, I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's just that, you know, the further away it is, it, you know, it'll start to sound echoey. Uh, yeah. But I, um, I, I really like it because, uh, they're like, they're shotgun mics, but, you know, I think that's why they call them pencil mics because they're like, they're only about six inches long. So they're not, they're not as huge as like a traditional shotgun mic. It's like yeah. usually like twice as long. <laughs> I got a studio mud prints in here asking at what point do you oh. just go with a lapel mic and we do have wireless uh, lab mics yeah I, I've definitely considered that for streams before I think I may have yeah. used them at some point for like it's like it's like batteries we've used them for when we've been in person yeah I mean you know the, the, the thing about that I've I've found when it comes to lav mics is if you're if you're streaming with friends, like asking them to put on a lavalier is kind of a tough sell. Like I'm a video production guy, like I'm okay with it, but if you're if you're streaming with friends, yeah, they they aren't gonna want to do it. For this stream, that like doesn't barely ever happen. So. Right, right, right. But like you know, I, I try to make my my set up you know pretty universal between you know how i would stream for the backloggery or on emblem but yeah. re regardless uh well i'm gonna look into it i'll look into it because it would be nice just to have something that i could mount uh like above my computer monitor mm -hmm. and leave it so we'll, we'll see what happens well you know because i was telling you earlier i was actually thinking about setting up um 
you know, something that I could record at my desk with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was actually thinking about using one of these for that. Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know how that would, how that would sound. Well, I mean, why not just use your Zoom? Well, I, you know, I used, uh, I, I used, uh, I use it for, you know, our, 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 our semi-secret project, uh, th that we were working on earlier this year. Right. And I thought it sounded really good for that when I went back and listened well, to the Well, why not? You should just use that. I mean, that's what I was doing. I mean, that's what I'm doing now. I mean, I have like the, I have the H6 and you have the H4, but I was using the H4N before I started using this for it. I was, I use the H4N for sharp scale. No, mm, well, yeah, I use H4. I mean, I use H4N for I mean, you can, you can so easily do that. If you're doing it like right at the computer you have set up upstairs, you just get one of these mic arms and you can clamp that to the, uh, to the desk. Yeah, but but don't um don't you um don't you uh like you're so you're using the H4N for your desk recorder. Well, I'm using the H6. Right, but but, yes. but are you connecting it via analog to your computer or or via HDMI or uh, USB? I mean, it's connected via analog. See that? I I don't I don't like that. Like why why add another analog connection? Like I don't I don't I don't want to do that for my setup. Like I would still do the same thing then. It doesn't matter. You just I'm talking about like the location. Just put it get a a mic arm. Oh, sure, sure, and... sure. But I was still thinking like I you know, if it was close, I think one of these mics would sound good for voiceover. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying like have it sit like way far back from me or nothing. I mean, I, I, I thought, you know, in the stuff we were recording earlier this year, I thought this mic that I was using for that, I thought it sounded comparable uh, to, to what you were using. I, I, I thought so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the, uh, with the sound that I'm getting, even though. That it's, that it's analog. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm just recording directly to my timeline too. Yeah, I know. Nice. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I could theoretically, I could do this in like via USB as well. I'm just saying, I think I would do it slightly differently. But I, I do like the idea of recording at the desk. I think. Yeah. I think something has kept me away from it is just because, like, I'm like, oh, you'll hear like the computer noise or something. But I. I, no, no. I, I feel I, like it would. I, if I could hear it, I think I could definitely cut it out. And you know, I've certainly record. You know, I've recorded a number of episodes at my desk lately. You know, uh, and you, you can't hear my computer, so I just want to keep things consistent until Analog Frontiers is done. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to change things up after that. I think. Uh, there's a, uh, there is a five dollar donation from from uh, uh, Radaman eight thousand. Oh. Thank you. 
saying if you're gonna if you're gonna go for completion that's gonna include going through a lot of arenas which are the real stressors and boy some of them get crazy yeah i i have i've heard some of the true arenas uh get do get crazy i'm gonna look at xlr uh shotgun mics to see there's some good ones i know that uh DSLR video shooter Caleb Pike just did a video on shotgun mics, so I wonder what what he ended up settling on. And I mean, I, th I, mean, I, think not, you... I don't want to spend like like five hundred dollars. No, I, I can see myself like getting, you know. I, I mean, I think you would be impressed with these little little Samson mics, honestly. Samson, little Samson mics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are they are little Samson mics. That's true. I'm just looking at like these, uh, like these Rode M5 MP matched pair condenser. These are 200, but they're, so they're a hundred dollars each, I guess. Then I don't know. see Samson. Then it's not bad, but I I used to have a Samson mic. Uh, I think that I may have given it to you. Did I give you like a Samson VO mic or something like that? Oh yeah, but it was that was just like wasn't that just like a cheap little podcast mic or something? Podcast mic. It's like it's an actual mic. I mean, it's like a condenser mic. But, I mean, you bought it for podcasting, like years yeah, ago. Yeah, but I mean, because I, I didn't know what I was what I was getting. Yeah, well, I mean, but, I I. But it's like it's not a it's not it's not a bad microphone at all. Uh, but that's the only Samsung thing I bought because my. Like that was when I was still living in New York, and the guy who was the sound guy at uh, oh, he was like super. Picky. He was like, uh, oh, Samson's not very good. Well, you know, he and also said like, that about Barry. Like, I, I highly is... recommend anything by by uh, Sure, and I've like I've only really bought things by Sure since that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the road you know. stuff. But like, I mean, and I, I know Behringer is like considered like a, a budget brand, but I mean, that's, you know, th this Behringer mixer I've been using for streams has been, has been great. Uh, Voltar says he recommends anything, uh, Walmart brand. Well, yeah, uh, if you want to dodge the gaming blow says you want to dodge the uh, XLR and go right into your PC, check the road video market. If I was going to go directly to my PC, I'd use this. I mean, that's basically what I'm doing anyways. I don't I I think it sounds fine. I'm, I'm very happy with the results that I'm getting, you know, with the uh, with the analog audio coming out of this thing. And I'm just recording directly to my timeline, uh, which is is pretty nice, I think because I can just revoice things and just do it uh, really quickly. And one thing I found is by editing or recording directly to my timeline, I'm not doing like one <clears throat> big long file. I'm doing one file per paragraph. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to tell where each paragraph begins and ends to edit it down or to uh, you know how, how much I have left to do and so on and so forth. Yeah, two dollars from uh, Jonathan Hinson saying, "In all seriousness, I'm loving this shop talk." 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just. I mean, you know, I. Trial and error, really. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider our methods like anything like definitive or anything, because you know, especially when it comes to audio stuff, I'm I'm really no expert. But you know, I, I really don't think you should be as afraid as you are to do a USB mixer sometime if you if you you know if yeah, it was practical. Because I mean, you you've like been like, oh, I don't know, I'm kind of opposed to that. But like, I mean, if I, I, I was I, too, I see it. like a USB mixer, sure. I mean, as long as I can manipulate the different like audio and everything, yeah. and just go in, in like it's essentially just like a line in. USB line into your computer, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, basically exactly. Right. What I mean, it is. I mean I've, 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 that. I, I, I've, I've, I've been really impressed uh, with, uh, with, with, you know, the USB interface on this. I mean, it just it, it makes it really easy to use. But yeah, I was for a long time. I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about you. taking my microphones in USB. But I mean, you know, they still start XLR, obviously. Yeah. So it's still like an analog to digital conversion. Well, I mean, it, audio is always analog, you know, at some point. But you know, to get into your computer, it also has to become digital. But then it becomes analog again by the time you, you know hear it with your ear with your ears <laughs> right i guess that's why i don't like feel so yeah but i mean the point is there's always going to be a digital conversion there has to be because you can't get on your computer without it right but it's just that it's you know it's not analog down a you know a long thin cord you know that's right into your you know your sound card. Right. Well, I don't know. I, it's, I feel the, the cables that I'm using are good. Well, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly sounds good now. Yeah. It does seem to change a lot though. <laughs> That's why sometimes it's like, I don't understand why, 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 why the salons are different this week from last week? <laughs> but it's just—it's easy for me to be able to run in, just like I can run into my mixer and uh, to my sound card, which is what I'm talking to you through. Yeah. But I can record to my mixer for the stream, so I can send you this same audio. Uh, when I'm streaming, I can send you the audio from this microphone, but also this microphone is feeding into uh, my mixer. And then the, the line out on that goes into my other sound card. Because I got, I about a year ago, I got a, a like a standalone sound card, a standalone internal sound card. I got a Sound Blaster, uh, like Sound Blaster Z or whatever it is. Because I really wanted something that had uh, digital audio in. That was the only way to do it. I saw I saw Dr. Lilo say Tri's audio does sound Corey, cleaner than Corey's right now, but I, I mean, something to keep in mind, obviously, is, you know, he's, he's talking to me over Discord, 
So, you know, there's obviously some comp more compression happening on uh, on Corey's stuff. Right. I mean, if, if you want to know how my audio sounds directly, just you can listen to what you're hearing, like, like in the EverDrive video. Any recent video. All, all the audio was, except for the on-camera stuff. And the on-camera stuff, I had a problem because I didn't turn off my air conditioner. Or not air conditioner, but the, uh, I guess the air was running in the house. And you, you can, you can hear it. But... One of the things I'm hoping to to receive from family as a uh, as a Christmas gift is a is a Nest thermostat, so I can be able to remotely turn off the uh, like heat and AC from my phone. Yeah, I, I, I always I turn it off. I always just you know go up to the thermostat and turn turn it off before uh, shooting. An episode. Sometimes it can get hot, but you know. Uh, it was five dollars from Chris Rat saying, "Corey, I'd say get all your audio stuff from Amazon and take advantage of the return policy and experiments." I mean, I'm, I am very satisfied with the setup that I have right now. I mean, I think it really only came up because you were thinking about doing something. Right. Because you're doing something at your desk. I mean, I'm. I don't plan on changing mine anytime soon. I'm. I'm completely happy with the way it sounds. Turn off the AC. Obviously, you guys aren't from Florida, but yeah. I mean, it's really just comes down to. I need to turn it off when I'm like recording uh, VO or on yeah, camera. I mean, you, you don't. It, it sometimes it's like it's it's hard to remember. Uh, like in the moment, but if I can, this way I can make a profile where I can just like hit a thing on my phone and it will turn it off and I can just turn it right back on as soon as I'm done. Instead of having the potentially forgetting. The, the guys that give you the, the jump uh, power. Like, I'm, I, I really don't know what, I'm really not sure how I'm supposed to parse their design. They're just like, got like a slit on top of their head. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, P.A. Felton saying, have you ever tried a USB cord with a tin cup at one end? I haven't. That's, uh, I can only imagine how good that sounds. <laughs> it probably sounds a lot like the, the sound quality in uh, Botten Kaitos on GameCube. Well, you're using compression. You're using, you have a compressor that you run yours through, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's built into the mixer. That's one of the reasons I bought this I mixer. I mean, I don't use it like super heavily, but like, I mean, I do feel it's necessary given you know 
how little control I have over how loud my voice gets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that really tasty looking plate of curry. Mmm. Probably should have gotten bean. Yeah, is Sam Ash even still around anymore? I heard the Guitar Center filed for bankruptcy. Oh yeah, the Guitar Center near me closed not that long ago, which it was really a shame because it was actually a pretty interesting store you know like I, I remember my dad was surprised when I mentioned I went to Guitar Center and bought something he's like Guitar Center like what <laughs> what business do you have there and I'm like well they've got like it's it's kind of an interesting store to have around because they've got you know all, all kinds of audio equipment and you know yeah. cables that you're not likely to find at another store like if you if you need them now, you know, like, I mean, sometimes the cables might be a little more expensive, but I found like with a lot of audio equipment, when I would go there, like it was really a good place to just get ideas for what I might want. And sometimes they had like really good sales that I couldn't find anywhere else online. Like that's why I bought this, uh, this Behringer mixers because it was on sale for a really good price a lot cheaper than I could find anywhere else online. So I, I bought it there. It was, it was, it was a neat store. There's a little bit of talk about the Xbox series X and series S. And let me ask you if you've had your, have you turned on your Xbox series X since launch week? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've messed around with it here and there. You know, f funny enough, I, <laughs> the, this past week, I, uh, like, I, I'm not even entirely sure why this happened, but, like, I was, like, of all games, I was, uh, uh, I, I was kind of sorting through what games, like, what 360 games I have that are not backwards compatible, and I was, like, sort of organizing on a different shelf, uh, just so I could, like, keep track of what could be played on what system and very few 360 games I have cannot be played. And like, it kind of just compelled me like, you know, I, I, I kind of almost just like to finish my backlog of games that cannot be played on, you know, the current gen. And I just like, of, of, of all things, I, I started playing uh, Fuse from Insomniac Games, <laughs> which is, you know, a game that did not get particularly good reviews, but like I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it's I don't I don't remember anything about it because I, that's kind of that's just the way it is. I mean, it's very yeah, it's, it's very unmemorable. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, Insomniac doesn't make bad games, so I mean, it's still right. you know. So you, you played that. Did you play all the way through it? Uh, I actually beat it just a few minutes before the stream. Uh, because I uh, last night, I... Uh, uh, 
I, you know, I, I got to the final boss and he was just really annoying. And I was just like, I'm, I'm too tired to do this right now. So <laughs> I just wanted to finish the boss. I mean, the final boss was just annoying because he had, he had this one attack that like, it, it didn't seem like being in cover helped and I couldn't figure out how to tell how to dodge it. But I, I eventually figured it out well enough, I guess. But yeah, I, I did finish it. But yeah, it's like, it's definitely, you know, not Insomniac's most memorable game, but like, it's it's fine. And, you know, honestly, it kind of made me, you know, kind of made me a lot more interested to uh, go back and play the, uh, the Resistance games. Well, I, I think it's safe to say that the reason Fuse is what it is is because of because it was EA published and they made them do a lot of stuff that. Right. Well, I, I was actually looking up like uh, uh, what it looked like before. Well, and it had yeah. A lot in... And a little more personality, I guess. Yeah, uh, for sure. But um, what you know, I, I was reading an article that that came from you know a, around the time that. Uh, Sunset Overdrive was coming out, and you know, Zom you know, there were interviews with Exomniac people, and they were like admitting, like, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of a kind of a hard lesson, you know, some of the things they they learned with the aftermath of uh, of Fuse, which was like uh, they, uh, um, I it, it sounded like they. They, they did a lot of focus testing that they shouldn't have done or shouldn't have listened to. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sunset Overdrive, I wonder if that will ever be re-released. I don't know. I mean, I there's no need for it to be it. really because, I mean, I mean, I think Microsoft published it. So, I mean, it's not likely to go to playstation 5 and it's backwards compatible so understand i mean they they own it insomniac owns it oh okay Sony owns it now so i mean i mean they could just do a new version of the I, same game essentially. I, I guess they could you know i i did read at some point that you know that was part of their deal with ea was that they would own their ip yeah. So they, they own, you know, they own Fuse as well. But, you know, it was, it was, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to pretend it's like the best Insomniac game ever because it definitely isn't. But, I mean, it's still, it's still fine. I mean, you can definitely see where, you know, the EA meddling came in, but it's, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Spy Dollars from EB Chill 2. Thank you. He says, try Beat Resistance 3 this year on a PlayStation 3D TV monitor. Oh! It was definitely the best 3D game I played on the PS3. Amazing game. You know, Resistance 1 and 2 came out during, uh, you know, Insomniac's 60 frames per second era, and then uh, Resistance 3 came out in their 30 frames per second era. Uh, but yeah, I... I like, I, I always, like, kind of ignored that series, but, like, you know, playing Fuse kind of made me realize, like, even when Insomniac makes a game that, like, on the surface, like, doesn't 
exactly have like the Insomniac charm. Like it's still a pretty good it's, it's game. It's still a solid game. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of, like, I know the Resistance games are pretty well liked, but it's just like, you know, when when you look at them on the surface, it's just kind of like, oh, like that doesn't look like anything that interesting. But like, you know, Insomniac is definitely most famous for like, like I feel like the thing that people know Insomniac most for is that they always have like some weapons in the game that are kind of like outside the box. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 basically been their thing. It's like crazy, crazy guns. Yeah. Speaking of guns, uh, I watched uh, for the first, I mean, I've seen it millions of times, well, not millions of times, but definitely a lot. But I watched uh, A Christmas Story with my kids for the first time yesterday. Yeah. And I, I had no idea how they were going to gonna feel about it. If they're gonna be into it, or if they're gonna be like, oh, this is boring, or uh, whatever, if it's like, oh, this is an old movie. Uh -huh. they, they say that a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how, you know, they say, uh, you know how I know it's an old movie? It's because it has all the names at the beginning. <laughs> That's how they can tell. I, I feel like there's a lot of new movies that still do that, aren't there? Oh, I don't know. Not very often. But anyways, uh, they loved it, which oh, yeah. further solidifies the idea that, like, I think that there's something, there's just something to that movie that is is cross-generational. You know, I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen, like, the whole thing in one city. Really? Like, well, I mean, it's like one of those movies, because it's just like, it's on TV, you know? on TV yeah. so you catch it like part way like like I have never like like I mean I should I should sit down like from the beginning and just like watch the whole thing to try to get a, a sense of it because I've never been like one of the hardcore fans of it. like it's always just like eh, it's, it's fine I guess it's 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 very very good and I mean it's uh -oh. and even as even as a parent now it's let's you know it's a little bit different to to uh, experience as a parent, I guess. But what, the thing that gets me about it is the the use of words by the narrator are, is is very very funny. <laughs> the narration is 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 the highlight of the movie, honestly. But I, I was not sure if they were gonna like it. But I was I was surprisingly pleased. They were they were enraptured the entire time. <laughs> and honestly, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. Like either that or uh, Christmas Vacation. I, like... I, I've I've generally considered. I don't, I don't know if this is, this is a popular opinion. I mean, I. I don't, I don't really watch Christmas movies a whole lot anymore, but, uh, uh, I, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I could see the appeal on that. I, I, I guess when it comes to, like, Christmas Carol stuff, is like, 
pretty. Oh, it's pretty uh, like bored by it's the. Pretty overall. overdone, but like that's that's like the definitive one for me. Like, I mean, the first yeah. one I ever saw was the Mickey Mouse one, of course, but like the. I think the Muppet one is just like so much better that it's like, well, you don't, you don't need to really worry about watching any, any other one ever. Oh. Gaming Blow says Gene Shepard has audiobooks. Is the author and narrator? Um, uh, uh, is he's the uh, the narrator in that in the movie? Does, uh, is, uh, has audiobooks of childhood stories like that that are awesome if you love the Christmas. Sorry. Oh wow! I I had no idea that he narrates the movie. That's that's even better. That's great. But I mean, I did I did buy. When was the last time you saw uh, Christmas Vacation? I am honestly not sure if I've ever seen. It. Well, I just I just bought it. On the uh, oh, on Voodoo, I, yeah, so you should watch it. It's, I think it's great, it's it's funny, and it's it's been a long time since I've seen it, but there's it's, it's one of those movies that just gets funnier. You pick out like little things every time hmm. that, that's funny about it, and it's clear after uh, that movie came out. I mean, there was, there was a Vegas vacation after that, but it's it's not. Vegas Vacation was too slapstick and didn't have that same the same uh, feeling as, as the previous Vacation movies had, and uh, even so much to the point where uh, they removed the the National Lampoon's label from Vegas Vacation. Hmm. So it's just called Vegas Vacation. It's not National Lampoon's. There's a vacation. It's, it's it's really good. And I I, I mean I have fond movie uh, memories of seeing that because I saw that saw that uh, the the on my birthday, which is the day after Christmas, uh, the day after I got my my Sega Genesis for Christmas, <laughs> 1989, and. Uh, I remember because I the, the I saw it at, at the mall, and that that day I had bought with my birthday money I would bought the um, I bought Thunder Force two and Rambo three. Oh. It's like one of those weirdly specific memories. Uh, you, you've got a lot of those. I mean, I do too. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, especially games I got back in the day, I mean, I could, you know, I, I could pick it off my shelf and tell you the whole story about how I came to own it, you know, yeah. where I bought yeah. it and any other context that surrounds it. You know, I, I could probably, I could probably still do it with most of my games, like, but like so much, like a lot of like, especially modern stuff is like, uh, you know, it was a Black Friday deal on Amazon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when it comes to 
like cartridges and stuff. Like, it was, oh yeah, I mean, like mo- most of the time, I could probably tell you, you know, which game store or which convention I bought it at. Some yeah. I would, I probably forget, but you know, I was I was looking at our at our Twitter the other day, and who someone followed us, uh, a, an account that was is called. Uh, See if I can find it here. It was like it was EB Games 1993. Oh. Uh, and I, <laughs> it's gonna, I don't know if it's just like a, like a, maybe it's gonna be some sort of uh, like 1993 styled EB Games Twitter account. You know, it's gonna be like themed. But I feel like like EB. Was not called EB Games. Was not called EB Games in 1993. They weren't. Oh, just Electronics Boutique. Yeah, still Electronics Boutique. Although I'm sure that there's people that can confirm or deny that. Uh, But I'm pretty sure that in 1993 it was still Electronics Boutique. Now I want to just point out that this guy's name is Mr. Duder EX, which is pretty great. Well, I think all of the bosses are like EX in this mode. Yeah. And after this, they have EX plus Alpha. <laughs> this guy also kind of—he kind of looks like uh, he kind of looks a little bit like Haltman, the the main villain in uh, Robobot. Uh, Jonathan G with the uh, with the hard questions saying, how much have you guys played PS5 or Xbox in the last week? Uh, I have spent a significant amount of time playing uh, uh, near near Automata on, on my PS5, and I am I'm greatly enjoying it. You know, I, I played through it. I played the uh, you know, the first ending back in, I think, like, 2016 or so. Like, when it came out. And I remember not really caring for it that much. And it's, I was just like kind of, eh, I guess it was okay. But I think that I didn't really just take it in. And I am really enjoying it now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, finally playing it myself. Uh, I, uh, in the past week, what... I definitely mess around with some stuff on the on the Series X, um, but you know, like I said earlier, I was actually playing my 360 more this week, just because I was uh, I was looking at those games that I couldn't play current gen. I'm just kind of like, well, you know, I should get some of those over with. <laughs> um, I mean, I beat Demon Souls uh, last week, I guess. So. I haven't really had a lot of reason to play PS5 uh, this week, but I've definitely, I've definitely had it on. I can tell you because I, um, I put in uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider on the Xbox because you, you, you pointed out something that I didn't realize we could do, which was, um, uh, in our capture card we can adjust how the HDR tone mapping works. Right, and I, you right. know, we hadn't been totally happy with with it, and I, I didn't even know there was there was a settings menu think, for it. Well, I think that they just added it recently. 
I have no idea, but like it's or maybe it's like a like a recent update. They, they give you some pretty good controls. I I didn't get it perfect, but I mean I don't know if it could be perfect. I mean yeah, it's the difference of having HDR not having HDR. But like I I made some I I used Shadow of the Tomb Raider just kind of as a just because it had some particularly nice HDR. Uh, I used it on the Xbox to um, uh, sort of dial in some settings that I was much happier with. Uh, for those of, who have played through Near Automata, was the, um, is like the second and third and however many playthroughs there are, uh, what is the difference in length? And do you start from the very beginning? Because... Are you doing a replay or are you doing a fresh file? I don't, I didn't remember anything about the, uh, the first playthrough. So I just started over mm -hmm. from the very beginning. Okay, they're much shorter because my first playthrough for the first ending was like 12, was like 12, 13 hours. Oh, that's not, which I, that's not I'm pretty that sure long. That, I got that would be way longer than that. But I didn't do any, like I didn't do any uh, side quests or anything. And this time, you know, which I feel is kind of important is that you, you got to really just spend some time just like take the world in because it's like, so odd and it was it was the same way with with uh the last game where it's just it's just kind of weird oh our uh artemio just played near automata too that's yeah, awesome incredible soundtrack i mean i'm i'm very excited to buy the the remaster of of uh, near replicant when it comes out early next year because I really like it. I'm, I'm a little sad that, that it's not going to have Daddy Near in it. But hopefully they... Oh, yeah. That's so weird that they wouldn't have made, yeah. like, a version that just has both in the game, you know? Both yeah. versions. Like, it's really weird to me. Like, I wonder so, I wonder if, like, the designer really didn't want to do that. But he's like, also seems, like, so off, like, oddball that, like, he... He would like the idea of just having like two com two versions of the game for whatever reason. Well, you I know? mean, I, it almost feels like like the like the, the father would be more something that he would prefer. He would be into, yeah. It was, it, that sounds like that would have been like Square Enix's mandate is, oh no, we we need we need a, a character to appeal to you know the fifteen year old kids. Well, that I mean that's. That's too bad because I mean that's one of the things I liked about him. He's just like he's just like this big, ugly, grumpy guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so people are saying about th all endings took about thirty hours. That's good. I mean, one of the things that I'm, I will talk about in the year end video that I that I've really made it a point to try to do. Uh, previously, like it, if I started a game, I said like I'm gonna I'm gonna really put my time in to finish it uh even if even if i'm like not really super into it i'm still gonna like push through and, and finish it uh and this year what I've, I've really done is if something isn't like grabbing me then i will i will shelve it i'll leave it on my now playing and maybe i'll come back but when i do find something i like i've really slowed down my like playing it and to see just like really kind of take everything in. Yeah, well, I mean, I know you did a lot more with like side quests and Dragon Quest 11 than I did. 
yeah, I mean, I put out like 100 hours and then over 100 hours into Dragon Quest 11. Well, I, mean, I, I, really I did, I did find it like if I if I'm gonna play something, I want to just put in the the time to experience the world. I mean, I did, I did side stuff in Dragon Quest 11, but I didn't really do a lot of like the. Uh... I didn't do like the, you know, the general NPCs like, oh, I want this item quest all that much. Yeah. Uh, it was $5 from Ben Brody. Thank you, saying, uh, have you guys seen or heard about the GameCube or PS2 emulation on the new Xbox consoles? If so, do you have any thoughts about it? Uh, you know, I, I heard... Uh, a modern I, vintage I, gamer did a, a, several videos on I, it. I heard about... Um, like, I mean, I didn't see about those platforms specifically, but uh, I I thought, you know, I, I saw some stuff about RetroArch running on, uh, on it, but something like uh, you only get access to like one core or something like that, which sounds, I, I don't know if that's accurate, but that sounds weird. Although I guess for emulation, like maybe it doesn't matter because I think emulation is more about single thread performance. I, I don't I don't really know. I'm I'm not an expert, but I would I would like to know more. Would you like to know more? Uh Yeah, I mean I haven't looked too closely at it. I mean, I mean I it sounds like it could I be I don't have a system and I'm I mean I'm not super excited to buy it right now but can anybody run this developer mode yeah, i think you pay like 30 bucks or something i don't know if it limits your system in some other ways though artemio saying uh i believe that near is one of the most important games made in the last decade Whoa. are you talking about not automata but the 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 first one the the first game is so interesting. Uh, did you? I mean, did you? I did not play it until well after uh, it was out. One of one of our uh, one of our friends that that I played uh, Final Fantasy XI with uh, was super into it, and that was like yeah. the first time that I ever like was aware that there was like this near fandom because like the game got like threes and stuff and the reviews like it was really poorly reviewed and like it's it is not really a good playing game but it is an interesting yeah, I, game well i mean it's like like the first game has like definitely has some jank and that's i mean that's why they obviously went to to platinum, platinum yeah. for, the, for the sequel i mean in the se the sequel has like a lot of lot more stuff going on yeah, I mean, the, you know, the only, like, gameplay aspect of the original that I, I really cared that much for was, um, uh, I thought the boss battles were pretty well done, but the, uh, I, I, I definitely did not, like, particularly enjoy just, like, the, the normal, like, traversal and stuff. I wonder if they're going to refine any of that for the new. Yeah, the new it'd version. be interesting. I mean, I, I would, I would definitely uh, 
be happy to try it again. I mean, it's 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 a very odd game for sure, and and a game that I you know even though it had had you know this cult following, like you know, I mean it's I I don't know if it's really a fair comparison, but you know I, I definitely at some point like kind of thought of it as similar as like the Deadly Premonition fandom where it's like you know this like kind of not well made game, but it's. It's got a lot of, got a lot of heart. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, if anybody in the chat does not know about, about it, one of the most, the weirdest things about it is that it's based on this, uh, it's a spinoff from the Drakengard series and that it takes place, <laughs> uh, as an extension of, I think it's the, like the, like the, ending D in the first game <laughs> that's so specific. you open like a portal and you have this big boss battle in, a, in the real world and like supposed to be our world and it causes like when when you know you're the character in Drakengard beats the final boss and that it like spreads this uh, like this disease in like our world that's like what the beginning of the year is right What's that? The beginning of the first near is like. Yeah, as well, I mean, there is like this huge timeline that has been written out that explains and, you know, gives like time. It, I mean, it, it takes like hundreds of years for it to like really happen. Uh, but it's just about like the world kind of collapsing slowly over like. Like, like maybe it's like decades or it's like hundreds of years, but it's it's so it's 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 weird and it's 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 very sad at the same time. I mean that that is definitely a game that I mean we talk about this a lot about how I I, I like games when they kind of have a melancholy feel to it, and that is definitely one of those games. And I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much, because it's it is it is kind of sad and kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to play. I mean, I've never played Drakengard, and you, you don't you don't need to. That's all stuff that you can just look up after the fact. I didn't know about it until I had already started playing it. But I, I, I'm definitely really into it, and so much to the fact that I just want to really just play it all the time. <laughs> but I, I... That probably has more to do with the fact that I have things that I need to be doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's... I know what you mean. You know that feeling? It's like, you know, I... If I had all the time in the world, like, I probably wouldn't be playing it. As, as much as I want to play it now. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to 
playing through that. And another, another interesting thing is it just has these like these bullet hell elements to it. Oh yeah, well that that's like how the boss fights go in the first game, which I it, I really liked. Yeah. I, like I thought the bosses were really like the bosses were for me the best game design aspect of the first game. Outside of that, I thought it was kind of weak. But right. interesting. Like, Definitely. I mean, I played I did the the set, I did the first two endings in it. Yeah. Uh I I didn't do any other endings. Do, See, does the second game connect to the first in any it's like as far obvious as way? Huh? I, I don't know. I, it's supposed to. I mean, but, I'm like, gonna but be, it's I'm... not. It's not. The, it's not. But the story that stands on its own within the game, like if I if I don't remember the story of Near all that well, you know. I you know it's. I I'm not sure. I think that it's. I have heard that it has a lot of stuff that it connects more closely than people would expect. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, but, I mean, one of the things I liked about it, and when I played it originally, I had no idea, because I had no idea what it was even in store for me, because, you know, it's one of those games where I, I, I knew I was going to buy it eventually, and I didn't see anything. And, I mean, spoilers, but, like, immediately out of the gates, you're like, what is going on? Because the game opens. Have you played the beginning of it? I've played the beginning now, uh, like God, I, like the the little, the little like overhead shooter portion, and then I got to that boss. It like, starts out, it's like a like a like it's a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the at, at the start, and it goes it goes into those kind of modes, uh, fairly often. I mean, not fairly often, but once in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's really unique. I was not expecting the game open like that where it's just you know like has a like a full on shooting se section your ship kind of looks like the ship from Ikaruga it's, it feels in some ways it feels a little similar to that did you know that our friend Lindus did the uh, did the English translation for the art book the, like the official art book or one of the official art books. I don't know if there's more than one. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, that Because she borrowed uh, my near one and near automata like to, is, is research. <laughs> and played through both of them. Kibble Blade. Kibble Blade EX. You know, back back in the day, uh, me and me and my friends <laughs> had like names for ourselves based on uh, uh, based on like different Kirby enemies and. Uh, like, you know, I'm, you know, one of my friend's names was Joe, so he was Knuckle Joe, obviously. You know, and I was, you know, the, the final boss in, uh, in, uh, 
uh, cur uh, uh, Milky Way wishes is Marks. And so just because of the similarity in name, I was Marks. And, and, uh, and our other friend was, he, he was sleep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Sir Kibble is the name of the enemy that gives you the cutter power. And I, I don't remember why this was, but I just remember it that like we, we gave, we gave one of my friend's moms a, a, an honorary Kirby title. And it, it was, we, 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 I think instead of Sir Kibble, we, we called her Ma'am Kibble. <laughs> I don't know. We were weird kids. <laughs> Someone was saying, said something about uh, Lord X Mugen was saying, I just got a Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze on the Switch. It just mirrored a lot of later day uh, platformers use pitfalls too, uh, too much as difficulty mechanics. I mean, I think, I think a big problem that those games have is they're they're kind of these set piece games and they use like this like falling apart of the world is like this mechanic a lot that I I especially in the first one I did not enjoy. Uh, but speaking of switch like what, and, and also speaking of Nier and Platinum Games, like what is the deal with Astral Chain? What, what is the deal with Astral, Astral Chain's price? Oh, like, is it I don't like think expensive? It's ever gone on sale. And it's like never been available. I mean, the only reason I thought about this is because the, the pre-owned version from GameStop was, was $29.99 today. But I'm not going to order that because I might just get like the cartridge. I'm not going to order that from GameStop uh, online. Wait, 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 wait! I'm wait. I'm 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 confused. Like what? What 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 are we confused about? Is it expensive or something? It's like full price. It's I mean it's. Well, I mean a, it's, yes. a, it's Nintendo published it. Of course it is. Right, but I mean it has like never been. On I've, I've never seen. Uh, Astral Chain, like brand new, like, I, like, like for anything less than than fifty nine ninety nine. I I feel like this is entirely unsurprising. I don't know. I just got I did a GameStop order and got uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Mario, uh, new Mario Deluxe. Um, well, Yoshi yeah. Script. They were in, that's and, uh, unusual though. Like I, I got ninety nine each. Yeah, I know, but I'm, that's that's very unusual. Well, it is, but I mean, I can see like, like a lot of times they'll be on sale at least for thirty nine ninety nine. I've never seen that happen Whoa. with Astral Chain, and now I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> like, is it never going to be? Is it is it going to be fifty nine ninety nine? Like, and never go on sale ever? No. Uh, doesn't Walmart sell all the games at forty nine ninety nine? It's like it's, not, it's like forty nine ninety six or something like that. Uh, but I mean, maybe they have Astral Chain there. I don't know. 
I was just thinking about how, like, that's definitely something I want to get, but I cannot believe that I've never seen it for, I have never seen it for, a, like, anything off. I don't know. I just don't think it's that surprising. <laughs> yeah, Walmart is not carrying it, according to their website. Oh, so did you buy that that Fire Emblem? Is that Fire Emblem available on the, the store? I had not. I had not buy that Fire Emblem. Uh, I, what are the impressions of it? I mean, it's if it's just like a port of an uh, of an NES game. Does it actually have any, like, other scaling features? I mean, I I thought the trailer looked like it had some, had scaling issues. I thought. Um, but that would be surprising considering that, uh, you know, Nerd, Nintendo's European, uh, what was it? Nintendo European Research and Development. Um, they, uh, they've had really good interpolation in their emulation ever since the SNES Mini. So, but, I mean, I wonder if it has any... I, I feel like they, they had to rewind. You know, think about that's, scaling. That's kind of, that's kind of cheating Fire Emblem. Although, yeah. although Fire Emblem, actually, I, I think the way the random number gener generator works in it. Uh, I believe you can't, like if you make the same move, like if you make the move and the enemy has like, you know, a 10% chance of a critical hit, I believe that 10% has already been, you know, selected. Yeah. Like you can't redo the move and get a different result. You will always be hit with a critical strike to the previous, like, before you even, like, have to the end of the last person's turn. The last well, you character. could, I guess, but, you know, like, I mean, that's, you know, that, that game is, you know, it's the original Fire Emblem, and I, you know, I, I thought Shadow Dragon was really boring. You know, that's the, uh, that's, you know, the, the DS remake of it. I, I, could not bring myself to play very far into Shadow Dragon. I've been playing, um, I haven't played in a couple of weeks, but in November I started um, Fire Emblem Echoes, which is, you know, a remake of the second Fire Emblem game. And I've, I've really liked it. It's, it's a lot better than Shadow Dragon, that's for sure. Although I, I don't know for sure, like, how much some of the elements are from uh, you know from the game or new additions but I I, I, th I thought it was just so boring <laughs> Shadow Dragon I, I'm just not that interested like if there was a physical copy I would absolutely get it but without a physical copy I'm just I'm just not that interested you're not gonna I mean I'm not super interested but I'll still buy it because because it's limited. It's only gonna be available. Yes, it's only gonna See, be available. See, that's just it's playing into Nintendo's hand. <laughs> yep. Well, that's what it Nintendo what wants you to do. 
You've never even played a Fire Emblem game, and here you are buying one. I know. Well, I got the, and I bought the three houses. Those twenty six ninety nine. I mean, I have several of them. I need to. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I'm playing the Fire Emblem Echoes right now is because it's like, well, I really want to play three houses, but I feel like I should finish playing the 3DS games first. Last last summer I did um, Fates, which I did not. I mean, it was fun to play, but I felt like the overall scenario was kind of bad. But I mean, you know. It was, Still a fun game. I mean, I, I got a Path of Radiance are two of the best. Absolutely. Path, Path of Radiance might be my favorite. That's the GameCube one, right? That's the GameCube one. That's a, that's a good starting point, too. I mean, besides the fact that it's like ugly as sin. Like, I mean, it, I mean, how long would you say it is? Uh, it's pretty long. Uh, I would, I would guess 50 to 60. Same. I'd have it's to not so bad. At, I mean, that's one thing that I, I feel that I, I played more RPGs this year than I had in quite a while. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and... I, I feel like that's something that I've realized a lot lately is like, I used to, I think I've said this before, like I, I used to always think like, oh, like I've got to I've got to have a big break between RPGs. Like that's such a commitment. But like I feel like lately I, I've kind of got my head in this place where I'm like, whether I have time for it or not, I'm just like always in the mood for RPGs. <laughs> I, I've been I've been thinking about like maybe sometime, maybe after I finish. Uh, Maybe after I finish uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, I, I kind of want to maybe play some of the some of those Xbox 360 RPGs that you know I can play on backwards compatible mode. I mean, there's right, a right. bunch of them. Uh, you, you know, it's so weird how it was like this RPG powerhouse for a while. You know, like I've got. I mean, some of them like there's definitely mixed opinions on some of them, but. Like I, I still wanna, I still wanna give them their fair shake, you know. Games like, I mean, obviously, Lost Odyssey is pretty universally liked, and I, I need to. I, I played to disc two on that several years ago, and I loved it, but I just like hit this difficulty spike and just never worked my way past it, and I just, just never moved on. Um, but um, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, like I've got like, you know, obviously I've also got Blue Dragon, um, <laughs> Infinite Undiscovery, which is a Tri-Ace game. I mean, I, I feel like Tri-Ace games, you know, even though they can be hit, hit and miss, like you always know you're in for something at least interesting with Tri-Ace, I feel. Yeah. Like, they, they, they never like, they, they always do something a little, little yeah, unusual. I'm not sure if I've really found one that I was super, super into. I mean, I've. You haven't played Although, Resident Evil. Like, have like you? Valkyrie Profile is is good, but I haven't finished it. But... Have you have you ever tried uh, um, Resident Evil? 
Yeah. That, that, that is a weird but very interesting game. <laughs> it's very weird. It's got, it's got this strange vibe to it where, like, there's, like, this... There's a main plot, but it's kind of in the background. Um, like, the, the like, day-to-day, chapter-to-chapter gameplay is, like, all about, like... Uh, just like these two guys and this girl who like live together and they like take on you know various sort of mercenary jobs I guess and uh, they uh, like like it's all just this goofy stuff that happens all the time and it's just it's it's hard to explain it's like uh like it's just like the main plot stuff with a impossible to understand battle system until it, like you you're like in the final battle before you even understand what's going on with it, it it is is definitely a a a fairly uh, uh uh obtuse game to understand that's for sure uh but like <laughs> I, you've probably seen like pictures of uh, uh, people like showing like, you know, I, I, I heard you like scopes. So I put scopes on your scope so you can scope while you scope or whatever, you know, cause like the gun customization system is like hilarious <laughs> or like you just have this like grid and you, you just like stick like components on it like in any direction any angle you want and it just looks, it looks so stupid but hilarious and awesome <laughs> it, it, it's a weird game though and like 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 they just find themselves in all these like you know sort of weird like mundane but also very strange situations and like there is a main plot, but it like doesn't feel like it really like comes to the fore until like the very end of the game. It's 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 difficult to describe, but it's just I I like how different it is. This is Mondo EX. Mondo. Mondo. I don't know. I, th I th I'm excited to do the end of the year video. Like I, I made my list of the stuff I'm going to talk about. No, I, I'm I'm excited to do it too. I think it's going to be fun. Um, you no, know it's kind of we should talk about like our our whole uh, method of recording that we've been messing around with about like how useful it could be. It might it might seem ridiculous to some people. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Like it's a really good idea that Try had, and then you know we figured out some various ways to make it happen, and it's kind of it's kind of exciting. It's it's kind of a uh, game so changer, I think. When you when we record games, you know we always have the have the um, the, the capture program open, and we like hit record, and we want to start recording. And, and obviously, stop. if you were like just playing through a game for pleasure, 
you're like, you know, you, you want to, you, you want to talk about it in our end of the end of the year video. It's better to like capture the video while you're playing it instead of going back to it and getting all this. Right. And, but you like, you don't want to record while you're playing because either you just press record and forget, like, and then you've got this like hours long file and you, you know, and then over the course of like, uh, you know, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, 100 hour game. Like if you record everything, you, you'd run out of hard drive space, but you don't have like a good representation then a lot of the time. Some stuff I have recorded as we've gone along, but you know, we, we always wish we had done more. Yes. Uh, so try had a really great idea. It's like, what if we found like a program at first, you were wondering if there's something that was offered in OBS. Like, like if someone, flick. like, like if anyone knew how to make like a OBS like script or something, so that you could just tell it to like record for one minute every ten minutes indefinitely. Right. And that doesn't seem to be a feature. But then I was talking to to Drumble about it, and he uses a program called Auto Hotkey. But he says it's like you know it's a programmer's program. You know, you, right, you, you have to write the code to do it. You but then I found the a, yeah. Then I found a program called uh, it's called Macro Recorder, and you can you can just like set it to you know uh, press the the whatever key it is on your keyboard to uh, record. Like I like I'm doing like two minutes every eight minutes, and. It just keeps on it keeps on going, and for like older games, I have it. I have like a separate uh, script for that that will make it so it'll record for uh, one minute every five minutes, mm -hmm. which is just I mean it's just handy, and you just you just let it go. Yeah, so I'm I'm using the script that that Drum uh, made for me for uh, uh, for OBS for right now, but. You know, I, I I definitely might might try that uh, in the future, especially so I could use it in other other programs. But yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, I like. I mean, I feel you know I, I experimented with it while I was playing through Fuse. You know, and I and obviously sometimes, yeah, you just you know you record while you're in the bathroom or you're upgrading your characters. But it's just great. You can just turn off your monitor. You don't have to think about it. Uh, and you will get enough useful stuff. If you really want to delete some of those clips, you can. But like, you know, I crunched some numbers of like, if I was going to be like super optimistic about how much game time per week I might be able to pull off for an entire year, you know, you could record, I, I think you could have an entire year's worth of gameplay on like a four terabyte drive easy. You know, a good quality at, at 1080p. Now, if you did want to record some 4K stuff, that would eat into it. But like, I, it would still like not be that crazy. I think to store all that stuff, it would be a whole lot better than what it would have been. So I, I feel like that's just a total game changer. It's going to make the we uh, just like run it, and then you don't have to think about it while you're playing a game. Yep, and then the end of the year video next year, I think, is just going to be uh, so easy to do. And there's going to be, I think. I think there's going to be games that, you know, and we've normally been like, oh, like, I'd love to cover this, but it's just going to be too hard to go back and get enough footage for it. I feel like we'll be inclined to talk about a lot more, a lot more games that way. 
Something I would like to figure out is if, like, you can open two instances of OBS. Uh, but what I don't know, I, I'd have to experiment. Like, could I possibly open one and have just, like, the game full screen and then set up interval recording while I'm streaming again? Like, I wonder if that would be possible. You know, so I could capture full, you know, I could be capturing full screen of this while streaming. Right. Um, I think the, the Aver Media supports like the NDI thing where you can like send an instance to it. It doesn't affect like the program. Like the, like it just sends like a duplicate of the, the input image or whatever, like the input signal. Hmm. I don't like. I don't really know exactly how it works. I mean, but uh, I, I, I would obviously want to be sure that it's something that you could do, um, you know, without dropping frames in your recording. Right. Um, I see some people talk about the Mister, and I just wanted to show. Uh, I got one of the. Uh, I guess it's over here. The Mister add-ons aluminum case it doesn't have an end on it because i'm waiting on a usb so if you have the really old usb uh little dongle it's too big to fit through the hole so i'm waiting i'm waiting on a, a new one of these so i can just swap that out um there's some there's some gray ones i he had some gray ones Wait, um, i thought yours was gray it is Oh, oh is it, was he out of them or something? Huh? Are people saying he was out of them or something? Yeah, yeah, they're sold out. He was saying that I think that he's going to be getting more in next week. Oh, okay. The black ones are cool, but I, I just wanted something a little different, so I went for the for the gray. And I like the gray. If, if it's in bright light, it's like silver. But in like more dimmer light, I think it'll, I like the look of it a bit more. The, the lighting in the room like really affects this one, and it's, you know, I wanted something that's a little different, different uh, looking. Well, it, it'll it'll be good for our our misters to look different for B-roll. Yeah. And you know, I I like my my green uh, acrylic case, but I like the smaller footprint footprint of this. And I like the the metal case, the aluminum case. And I knew there was like some empty empty holes on it, so I ended up getting one of the uh, the audio input things, and I also got one of the the real time batteries battery add-ons. You never know. So hopefully the replacement USB connector will come this week and then I can, I can put the end on it. I didn't realize though until I got it that the cover actually has like a big heat sink that goes down and it has a little pad that you put between the FPGA and the heat sink 
I mean, yeah. it makes sense because it does say, you know, passively cooled when when he advertised right. it. But it's it's a big it's a big heat sink. It's pretty cool. The whole thing Although is I don't really know what the, uh, the, the power only is like an empty USB spot on the back of it, and it's empty. It just says power only. So I don't know what that, what that means. I don't know what I don't know what goes in there. <laughs> That's funny. The star was going slower than the the goop, and it actually like knocked it back when it hit it. But it's cool. I mean, it's cool they have different options. I, I did like how my, my PCB case, or not PCB, but the uh, the acrylic case looked. The, the lighting on it looked really cool. But if I end up getting a, a second one down the line, I'll have an extra case for it, I guess. Although I wouldn't mind getting one of the digital IO boards is just like to have a smaller version make it more portable. I don't know. It's, just, it's very fun. And I end up getting... I was juggling multiple USB storage, but I end up getting one of these SanDisk, like the little fit things, little th tiny little thumb drive things that go in there. And it's this a 512 gig, so it just goes... Look, look at that. It's just like right in there with a barely even sticks out. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody else, if anybody in, in the chat that has a mister, I've been running into a little issue with my, uh, my 8-bit dough uh, M30 2.4 gigahertz USB version. Not really a problem, but it only started happening recently where if I start up the system, I actually have to remove the the controller dongle and reinsert it for any it to register any inputs. That's I mean that's the I mean I, I mean I But it didn't it was, used to do that. Like I Yeah, I mean my I, I mean that's the controller I use with it, but I mean I update it I don't know, a month or two ago. And you started doing that? No, no, no. I mean, I it doesn't do that. Well, I mean, I update mine every time I turn it on, so. Uh, there's five dollars from Cradley1654. Thank, Thank you. you Surprised that hard hard to find an expensive Luigi's Mansion remake on the 3DS is. Really? For at least fifty dollars used for what seems like an inferior version. I forgot that that even existed. Oh yeah, the remake. I was thinking of Dark Moon, but yeah, I forgot about that. You even have that? Do you have it? No, I don't. Uh, I know that uh, John Linneman did a did a video uh, comparing them. I mean, you know, there's there's definitely pros and cons to both versions. I think, but yeah, like I mean, that's. It's not where I would want to play it. I still haven't played Luigi's Mansion 3. Lilo, but like the thing is, is it used to work fine. 
I never had any issue until probably like a month or two ago. I mean, I don't want to have to get like attach another adapter to it. I just like having the, the dongle sticking out of it. I'd prefer not to add anything in between, especially when it was working fine before. I'd, I would, I'd rather uh, remove it and reinsert it every time than have like another adapter attached to it. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Okay. I saw someone earlier say something about modifying a, an ITX case for Mr., which sounds like it would take up a lot, a lot of space, but that, that sounds interesting. I've, I've always found myself interested by like micro ITX cases and micro ITX motherboards. Like I, I put one, one together several years ago. Uh, it's not like the smallest case in the world, but like, You know, I, 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 Windows didn't run very well on it, so I installed Linux on it. And like, it's still like, it wouldn't play like YouTube videos back very smoothly, but I, I'd definitely like to try again because I feel like, you know, a more modern, like micro ITX sort of form factor would probably work fine for smooth video playback. Uh, no, the classic controller cannot be used on this game. You know, I was, I was, I was kind of hoping you could use uh, like the NES Classic Edition controller, but I forgot. You know, I mean, it's been a long time since I played through it. I mean, it came out in 2011, I think. And I repl I replayed. I didn't play. I'm playing hard mode now, but I, I replayed normal mode just because. Um, uh, like a year or two later, um, and yeah, so it's just been a while, and I forgot that there it, there is some motion control stuff in it. Um, you know, you have to. There is some uh, to to inhale like heavy objects. You have to shake the controller. There's not a lot of motion control stuff, but it would be nice if you could use the NES controller. Hmm. What's going on here? Uh, I'm playing uh, on the Wii Duel, the Wii Duel mod, which is uh, a mod that, you know, uh, adds, uh, like it adds RGB output and, uh, but most importantly, it also adds uh, HDMI output. So I am playing this over HDMI. This is, this is the first time I'm like, 
using the mod for like a real play session. Because I just got a few weeks ago. I mean, there, I've, I've, I've definitely had ideas like, oh, I'd, I'd like to stream this or that on the Wii. I was like, yeah, I should wait till I get a Wii, Wii duel. Yeah, I'm talking about that Wii. <laughs> Do you see, um, you see John Linovan made, made Chad Warden for the, uh, for the story mode in, in that NBA game that he reviewed? No. It's, it's like, it's, it's like kind of like amazing looking actually. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it legit looks like him. <laughs> I have to check that out. <laughs> so when I was up, I was upstairs, I was looking through the kids, uh, snack bin. I just grabbed a package of, uh, Mar Mario, Super Mario gummies. Oh, what? He was in I I'm curious how recognizable anything is. <laughs> You got a, you got, a, you got a Toad. You know my kids call it called Toad. They call Toad uh, Toto. Toto. Yeah. I mean Toad. Toad is really such a weird name for that character. Like, and it's not just a character anymore. You know, it's it, like the whole the whole species is called. You, they are a Toad. So here's something. Yeah. Here's something interesting. It's a whole bag of uh, Super Mario edibles. Uh, I I didn't I didn't know that this was like a um, like a, a thing. But like when I was playing a uh, Paper Mario uh, Origami King, I saw that some some people were asking about whether. Whoa! No! 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 Aww. I bet there was something cool down there. Um. Uh, I guess this is something that came about when uh, Sticker Star came out. Uh, you know, like, sometimes Miyamoto's weird, okay? Uh, so, sometimes I just don't under understand how, how he thinks. Uh, but, like, he... Sometimes? A, a lot of the time. Uh, but, like, apparently he... This was, like, in a... And a lot of asks actually about um, Sticker Star, and um, the apparently Miyamoto had asked, uh, you know, like, like wh why why don't you see if you could make this like only using like characters that like already exist in the Mario universe. And like there, there's like there's like one like new character in Sticker Star, if I recall. It's been you know, I, it wasn't an amazing game. Um, and like apparently, like this has kind of been a mandate uh, of to some extent ever since. And like part of these like uh, stylistic mandates is that like Toads like can't really have like special designs or anything. And like, like there's some toads that have like hats sometimes, but like for the most part, they're, they're pretty much just regular toads and they're all male or at least, you know, they look 
like they're all male toads. Like they all just, like toads just are like. Except for, uh, except for Toadette, right? Well, no, Toadette's not in these games though. Oh. Toadette, you know, has actually been introduced into the Super Mario series because she's in, um, well, she's in, uh, she's in Captain Toad, which like I kind of consider to take place in the Super Mario continuity if you want to get into that <laughs> but uh she's also in um she's an odyssey so you know she's kind of transcended but like yeah like she's like the only one but she's not in paper mario so like if you remember like paper mario on n64 had like female toads but now they're all just like just they're just toads now straight up just straight up toad <laughs> just straight up toad i mean it's just, it's just toad uh, so it's 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 kind of odd, uh, but I mean you know it. Full on I, toad party. Uh, but uh, I, I forget where I was going was going with this. I think just talking about the toads, the toad, the toad gummy. <laughs> well, I ate them all. Oh, okay. No, what else did I you mean, have? There's like there's there's a green Luigi one. There's something that. I could not tell what it was. It looked like a Koopa, Koopa shell, kind of. I don't. I'll, I'll tell you one thing though, is I went to, was it last Sunday? I went to, uh, I went shopping with the kids to get to find Christmas presents for for them, or like so they could get a Christmas present for the other one. Mm. And we stopped at at Cold Stone and I got that the Super Mario birthday shake milkshake and it was it was it was pretty good I mean it was is birthday cake flavored I, I love birthday cake flavored ice cream but it was it had this kind of like graininess to it that I think that some people will be like oh that's, like that's kind of gross but I thought felt like it kind of gave it more of a cake like consistency what uh what 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 made it so birthday cakey? It's the, well, the flavor. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I know, I know that, but I mean, I said the wrong thing. I mean, what what made it Super Mario? Nothing. <laughs> was it like the, the, cu the cup that it was in? Was it like blue and red or something? It, it, I mean, it had like these blue streaks going down it okay. on the side. It doesn't really make any sense. Seems like they have like at least if it, they put red in there too. But I thought it was really good. And it had this whipped cream on it that was really thick whipped cream. Was but that was, that was basically the last thing that I would have needed to get that, those Mario pins if I wanted to. Oh, I didn't know that that was part. Man, th those Mario pins, like I, like I dragged my feet looks, a little bit on. Like, like Boss Nass kind of. Huh? It looks kind of like Boss Nass. <laughs> it's Fatty Puffer EX. Yeah. I, I I missed the boat on those Mario pins, and they're awesome, and I'm bummed out. Yeah, well, I mean... I think it's kind of crappy that they asked people to go to Cold Stone, like, in the middle. <laughs> I, I didn't like, even know that was one of the things. That, like, you didn't have to, though. But that was... You needed that to get the pins. Where... There was like several things that you optionally could. You, you had to do all of them. Oh wait, 
Because I did everything except for I did. I was. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There's a second. There's a there's a second uh, group of pins. Are you talking about the second group of pins? No, the the first. I, I qualified for the first one. Like you had to, like register like 3D All Stars and like do a bunch of like little things on websites. Yeah. Uh, uh, what should we call it? Like the um, like the wallpaper and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I did everything except for the cold stone. I thought it made it seem like I had to do them all to be able to get even that first set of pins. Mm, you definitely didn't have to do them all. Also, Game of Blows, I'm playing on hard mode where the bosses are harder and Kirby has half health. Huh, well... I don't think I it, but, I, but like the pins were gone. Like, like I did all the, like I, like I did most of the things. And then like, I think I'll weigh it on doing one and then like a week and they were gone. First set had six steps and you had to do five of them. I'm pretty sure that I, I wonder if I can even look, if I can look that up. Out of the missions, and like I, I like kind of got into into pins lately because um, Fan Gamer had these uh, had these Kirby pins or not Kirby, no, playing Kirby, uh, going on pins, and I was like, oh, that, these are kind of awesome. I should get these. I don't normally buy stuff from there, but. I was like, I want that. This is so I did them all. I did I. Let's see, I did the uh, purchase the Mario 3 All Stars game, try the Super Mario Music Player, download your This Is My Mario image, I did the Super Mario quiz. Uh, I visited the official Super Mario website, and I played Super Mario 35. So the only ones that I didn't do is redeem a code from Coldstone Creamery, and. Uh, race in the Super Mario Kart uh, tour event. Yeah, you didn't have to do everything. Well, that sucks. I could have gotten them. Yeah, but I mean, I think there were, I mean, there were, I don't know how long they were around, but it wasn't, it wasn't, certainly wasn't very long. But yeah, like I kind of got into pins lately because I was like, what am I going to do with these Goemon pins? Like, I just really want them because I like Goemon. But I was like, what am I even going to do? I'll, I'll, I, you know, I've got pins, but I like, I don't really do anything with them. And um, you want to see the coolest pin I have? But anyway, I, I um, yeah, sure. I, I hung my, my pins on this uh, window curtain in my office. Like, I just started decorating it with a bunch of pins. Like, I've got these old, like, Club Nintendo pins from several years ago that's, like, all, like, Mario 1 sprites and stuff. Pins are big collector's items. I bet you this is... This could be... 
this might be something that people would be after. I mean, it's kind of a major thing. I'm going to guess it's Sega related. It's not. Okay. I got this at the Consumer Electronics Show in uh, 1993. Oh, is it Star Fox? Nope. Is it Jurassic Park? It's a uh, the Street Fighter II Championship edi Champion Edition. Here, let me, let me put up the dual, the dual cam. Well, you don't have to go. Well, I just wanted to, I wanted to see it. Huh. I wonder, you should, you should see if you can find out how much that's worth. There's any of them out there. I have it on my little cork board back there. <laughs> Send it to Algiar to review. Does he does he review pins? <laughs> that pin's fifty seven sixty two on eBay right now. So that, that, this this is like actually being sold on eBay. There's somebody out there that has this. They got it at uh, at CES and summer CES in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible they could have been used somewhere else in promotion. Yeah. I got a Super Mario 3D World pin that was like on a pair of cat ears that I got at New York Comic Con. Well, I guess that 5762 is Canadian. Yeah, it's $45 US for this thing. I'm pretty sure I have a Star Fox one around here. But you know what? I still wouldn't buy you a copy of Astral Chain. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I also have a, a set of, I think it's like most of them is of uh, Street Fighter II Pogs that I got that same Consumer Electronics show. You can only collect so much stuff. Yep, I mean, that's why I just stuck it in. I still had it, so I stuck it in my corkboard. Yeah, I have uh, I have Street Fighter Two Pogs. Let me see if I can find them. LGR reviewed a file cabinet. <laughs> I don't think you'll see file cabinet reviews on my life in gaming. Yeah, sorry, look. I don't think you can see that or not. Hmm? Look in the camera. See, let I do me, get that. Let me put it back on dual cam. Oh, the Star Fox. Where'd that come from? Uh, I'm pretty sure I got this one for um, competing in the Super Weekend. Ah. Ooh, it's interesting how many like classic powers they managed to like save until much further into the game than this.
What if it was a Nintendo dis store display cabinet? Well, that that would obviously be interesting. I have this. I wonder. You probably have this too, though. I have that uh, that Kirby 20th anniversary coin. Oh yeah, Nintendo. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got that like sitting out on uh, on my. Uh, oh, I see. Um, I've got that sitting out on like my game shelf, but I don't have the. I don't have it in that case. I do have the case, but. somewhere I forgot that um, came with it I see it corpse 413 is saying do we see asking if we saw the uh, the casting choice for solid snake and uh, I'm pretty into it yeah, I'm into it like, I'm more annoyed with the fact that like every single thing that they show uh, saying like oh he's gonna be playing solid snake shows a picture of big boss <laughs> well if if somehow that uh, that branches off into more movies, he'll he'll definitely have plenty of other characters to play. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if it how it turns out. I want to be optimistic, but I'm I'm unsure if it's gonna. I mean. What I, what I would like to happen, I mean, they're, they're, they wouldn't do it because of the way that it's, everyone knows Metal Gear Solid, so they want to do that. But I mean, if they like did an adaption of Metal Gear, the first mm. one. That would be good. Well, because that like, you know, there, there's no like, like really detailed representation of that story. Like, I mean, Metal Gear is entirely defined by Kojima's directing style to me. So, like, it's it's just weird to imagine anything Metal Gear without Kojima. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be, because there's so much weird stuff in there that I just, like, you, it just w will not work in. Well, I mean, we've man. already seen it done once before with Twin Snakes. Like, it just, it didn't, it didn't, oops, it didn't, it didn't feel right, you know? Yeah. It didn't feel like Kojima. I mean, to be fair, I think that <laughs> if, if it doesn't need to feel like Kojima. Like, the only reason it needs to feel like Kojima is for, like, the fans. But for, like, general audiences who have, like, no familiarity well, with Metal Gear. like that, that's No, but, like... Is the movie really for them? Well, the movie is... You, go, you can go upwards right there. Is there a, I saw a thing that looked like you could shoot upwards there. Hmm? Where? When it was like sitting around, there was like a tunnel. You could have gone upwards. No, I think it's too late now. Yeah. Um. I mean, if they want to like... But like money, the, the, gotta, the director, <laughs> yeah. though, I, I understand is a pretty big video game nerd. Yeah. Like, he's the guy that did Kong Skull Island, which apparently has like some like like subtle like video game references in the background. Like I think I heard him say like, oh, like one of the mountains, like I had Death Mountain in my head when I put that there or something. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean... I think that's gonna... I mean... That one photo we've seen of, like, the Uncharted movie... It's... Looks slightly better than I was anticipating, but I'm still not super excited about it. I mean, I think he's way too young we're to be still, Drake. We're still, in that, we're still in that period, it seems like, where... Like the comic book movies were in like in like in the nineties where they don't wanna just like try to adapt the story of the game, they'd rather try to make it its own thing. Mm -hmm. The the thing with like comic book stuff though is like comic book characters like have been rebooted so many I mean I you know I and I, I say this not as a comic fan, you know, particularly, so I'm sure that people have lots of opinions, but uh, I, you know, I, I mean, comic book characters have been rebooted so many times that, uh, like, it, it's okay for movies to have their own separate continuity, but like, sure. I, I don't think, I don't think video They're game all, like, fans adaptations are... of stories that happen in the right or or they're they're like combinations of of you know different right. comic storylines and stuff but there's always something yeah. a little different and like you know movies have always been my preferred format to take in a comic book story you know i like the the characters and the stories but like just the books you know the actual comic format is just something that i just you know don't really feel compelled or have the time to consume uh you know so i like the movie format for them so i'm okay with that i'm sure maybe comic book fans think a lot differently but i don't think video game fans are really ready to 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 accept that with movies like they want it to be what happens in the game you know and i guess if you know if it came to something like zelda that's different where Zelda already is like just like diff different legends, different characters every game, you know. Yeah. But I think, um, but anyway, there is a uh, five dollars from Tony Galvin saying that Marvel has never rebooted. Like the I mean, comics? Yeah, I mean they have. They've restarted. Like they've come up with alternate universes of things right i mean never, that's what i was they, they, I, don't, I don't believe they've like ever ended any specific mm. store like any specific thing well, okay you know like they might have like alternate versions of the characters like the ultimate universe and stuff like that but uh i mean that that kind of stuff is what i had in mind yeah like mm -hmm. i knew that there were like different variations of characters and stuff. There's also two dollars from Gaming Blow saying uh, if I donate two dollars, YouTube might stop censoring me. Uh, uh, I mean what is it censoring you? I, for? I've never seen anything come up like I always hit accept. I'm not seeing anything here. Uh Jamie White with the with the with the hard questions saying uh will you listen to the audiobook for Ready Player Two? Is, and is that a real thing? Yeah, it came out like this past week. Um, so I might end up listening to it. 
I'll be I'll be completely honest. I listened to uh, the audiobook to Ready Player One when I was driving down to Florida uh, in August, and uh, I did did not like it very much. <laughs> I know I know that there is a lot of stuff that's. I mean, I've I've seen the movie. I, I was I was anticipating the movie before it came out, but I had not read the book at that time, and. Uh, the movie was all right, like the first time yeah, I watched it, but it I didn't. Okay. It was okay. I wasn't like super into it. Yeah, but I mean, the book is fairly different. Um, I think it's weird that I mean, I I have no idea. Like, I saw some stuff about what happens in the sequel, and a big part of the. Like, I don't think that they'll make a movie of it. I mean, I guess they could make a movie of it, because... In the same way that, you know, The Lost World was written, basically, so they could make a movie of, of a sequel to Jurassic Park, <laughs> even though the, and the, the movie and the book are, like, fairly different. Like, maybe they did... Maybe this is a similar situation here. But it was... <laughs> Crimson <laughs> Water saying, "Ready Player One is one of the worst, worst book ever written." Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was. Like almost no part of it, like did really anything for me. I liked, I liked the beginning of it a bit, and there was certain things that I did like about it, but. I mainly just like felt really bad that it was celebrating the fact that this entire this so many people's entire lives were based around like just like basically other people's passions. You know, they they only liked the things that they liked because somebody else liked it. Somebody that they liked liked. Does that, does that make sense? I guess I. I mean the the best part of the movie I thought was the uh, was like the actual guy who made the game. Like I thought he was just a really interesting character. Like I just thought right. the actor the actor was really interesting the way he portrayed him. Yeah, and you know the whole idea is like more of a point in the in the movie than it was in the book about how you know like you can't just like live for this stuff. Because, you know, you're missing out on, like, real life. Uh, and it seems like... The, the book did not, like, only kind of really mentions that vaguely at the very end. So that's why I wonder how much we'll be able to... Um, I don't know, we'll just, like, be able, if, if they do make a movie of the sequel... Because the whole point about like in in the movie is like oh, I turned off the Oasis on these days of the week, to, like for the outside. Or I mean, a, 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 a big aspect of you know the movie was that you know there there wasn't much in the real world that anyone wanted anything to do with anymore anyway. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, the book kind of makes more of a point of that where it's. Like, okay, so if we win this thing, we win this money, like, we can use this money to, like, do something and, like, help people. 
And that wasn't really played upon in the movie at all. But in the in the uh, in the book, the real world is is much. It's not nearly as bad off as it is in the book. Uh. But I don't know. There just I was just like listening to the book. There's like a lot of times where I just like felt like it was like like embarrassing. <laughs> and I I mean. I don't know. I could see how people would really, really like it, but I, I mean, I've had a lot, I mean, as, as someone who does not read books or listens, listen to uh, audiobooks very often, it was, it didn't really do anything at all for me. Um, I get the idea that, I mean, that, uh, Ready Player Two. I mean, I wonder if he even made it because he wanted to, or if he just did it because he knew he knew it would be at least some sort of a success, no matter what. And I, I from what I understand, his follow-up book was not very good. Yeah, I, I can see that. Like a lot of a lot of successful team books are cringe. I mean, sure. I mean, I guess that's that's the thing, is that perhaps this, in a way, it's it's like a teen. It's a book for teens, but people that are teens in their thirties and forties. <laughs> if that makes sense. I could, I could see that like it is like it's you know it's a it's a it's a teen book but clearly the amount of stuff that's in there is to make people that are our age interested in it I don't know if there's a lot of a lot of teenagers that would be interested in all this stuff about Atari games <laughs> but who knows uh, so, okay. There we go. There's some... Many, many, uh... Many donations I missed there. Sorry about that. It's, it's very, it's very difficult to get my thoughts out on... On that book and movie, I guess. Uh, we got $2 from John Perry G. Saying it would be cool to meet you guys one day. Well, maybe when the world opens up. Be it able to go to a convention or something. Yeah, it's been, what, what's the, is, is Retro World the last convention we were at? Well, uh, we were there, were. there was the whole retro create thing. Oh yeah, but that's that's that's. that's yeah, that's different. But I mean, that's the last time I saw you. Yeah, that was a year, over a year ago now. Uh, there's also uh, two dollars from Warren Hokey. Thank, Thank you. you. Saying uh, no question, just love the content. Just keep it coming. Oh, like we'll I like I, like I said earlier, there's there's definitely one hundred percent two videos at the very least. In December, because there's going to be Inti Mini Noir and um, and uh, uh, the you know the end of the year video, the, the games we played in 2020. Uh, and there's also two dollars from Jonathan G. 
Thank you. It says favorite non-Final Fantasy PS2 RPG. And go. Uh, let me think. Um, uh, I gotta look. I gotta look at my list. I mean, twelve Final Fantasy twelve would definitely be up there for me. Uh, but oh, I mean, that's easy. Dragon Quest eight. Did the question be non-Square Enix? <laughs> definitely Dragon Quest eight. Let me see. Let me see what I've played. Uh, let me think. I have not played very many PS2 RPGs, it looks like. From the looks of my backlog, backloggery page. Um, let me think. What else? It's kind of, for me, to be, I guess based on the ones that I finished, it either be have to be either Dark Cloud Two, which is kind of an action RPG, and uh, okay. Ark the Lad: Twilight of the Spirits. You wouldn't, you wouldn't put Dragon Quest uh, Eight first. Uh, yeah. I mean that's. I mean, that would probably be the best one that I played. But I was just trying to think of something that was not in Dragon Quest. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's probably my favorite. Um, it's probably my favorite PS2 RPG, period. Like, even above... Even above... Uh, ah, ah. Little Waddle Dees. Uh, oh! Uh, you know, I see Kevin F. saying SMT3. I mean... Uh, you know, I, I played Persona 3 on um, on uh, PSP, but I played Persona 4 the first time on PS2. So yeah, that would that would uh, I would say between Persona 4 and Dragon Quest 8 for sure for me. You know, I, I've seen there's there's like a new version of SMT3 Nocturne. But yeah, is that is that? That's. I think it's out. Like I like I think. In Japan, it's out. It's it, yeah, out like I've seen like a. I don't, I don't know if it's in English necessarily, but I've I've seen that there is a. Like a physical copy you can buy on like Amazon Japan. I keep forgetting about. It. Like I, that's a game I want to give a, give a try. Uh, I'm. I'm you know, I, I, I was not that into um, SMT4 when I tried it, but I still still want to give mainline SMT a chance. It was $5 from uh, John Perry G. Thank you. It says, a younger me had visions of a new type of online game where you could actually make money via e-commerce and real-time a real-time game world. So is that like you go and you actually like have to go to work? <laughs> and now you probably are like, oh, that <laughs> sounds bad. I mean, what wasn't that like the whole thing of like the like the like the the Diablo 3 like marketplace or whatever? 
Wasn't that wasn't that a thing? Or at like the auction house where you could sell. Like, you could, like sell like... your your loot. Right. And then there's like the whole thing with um. Like like, well, like the steam like the steam cards, and, like people people like pay real money to have in their 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 virtual card collection. Like I mean no no offense to anyone who who is into that. I just don't get it. <laughs> you had to buy stuff from the auction house to be able to advance. Wait, what? Oh, or was that the original plan? Because it's definitely not, 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 not how the console version of the game plays. I've got, I've got, um, I've got the Switch version. I mean, you'd be it on PS4 by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. That would have been a good game to have had in the, the games we played that year if only we had invented interval recording. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was the that was the first game that I beat in my old house. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I look at whenever I see episodes now from that house, it seems really weird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've only lived in this house since we started the show, you know, so. I mean, it's, it's been almost a year here now. The, uh, the first game I beat in this house was, uh, it was, it was either Trails of Cold, not Trails of Cold Steel, Trails in the Sky, or The Last Story. I think it was The Last Story. And I actually, I, I'm pretty sure I was actually at my parents' house and played, uh, when I played uh, at the end of uh, Trails in the Sky, now that I think about it. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the first one I finished here was? Mm-hmm. As Super Mario 3 on the Super Nintendo. Was it really? Yeah. On wow. That, that'll be in this. <laughs> I can't be played it this year because it was the first time I played through that one. You know, it, it was a year of remakes and that for you was one. Yeah. One that did not come out this year. But man, th this year was all about remakes. I mean... Even the one generation exclusive game in the new generation is a remake. <laughs> there were so many remakes this year. I mean, there was Demon Souls, obviously, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Trials of Mana, uh, Resident Evil 3, Z Xenoblade. You, is that in your segment? Uh, I haven't, I have not written anything about any remakes yet. Uh, I mean, you know, again, that's another game that if, if only interval recording existed and you can only have three save files in it. Like that's something I, I consciously do is like make as many save files as the game will let me, but because, you know, I then can go back and record footage, not just for the end of year video, but just for any video, you know? Yeah. And I know, I know we did videos 
on uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and um, Trials of Mana. But I'm still going to... I'm going to talk about those a little bit in my segment because Try has way more games than I do anyways that yeah. he gets to talk you, about. You talk yeah. about more longer games, though, I think. Yeah. Well, I, was, I don't know. We'll see. You, you just have a lot more. I mean... How many games did you finish this year? Uh, I don't know. Look at my backloggery. The number of new games I bought is uh, significantly I beat, I, small. I beat 17 games this year. 17 games? Yeah. Which really? is, compared to previous years, how's that rank? I mean, really? That's two more than I beat last year. That's four more than I beat in 2018. Wow. Well, that's not bad, then. You, you beat 45 games, which is six more than you finished a year before. 45 games. See, well, so you have a lot more things to talk about than I do. Well, you know, also keep in mind that, you know, I, I stream one more night a week. Yeah. And a lot of those stream games on the backloggery are, you know. Uh... Well, I mean, considering that outside of playing games on stream i did not play any games off stream for about like three first three months that i lived here because yeah. i was too busy like working on the uh on the house and stuff and the setup and everything here yeah so i mean the fact that i did finish this finish what i finished is actually That's pretty impressive, impressive. And, and the fact that a lot of those were were longer games what what's your what, what's your backloggery uh, like rate ranking for the year? Like, what's the plus minus? Well, I I can't really get a good idea of that. I mean, I can give you the number, but I don't think it's accurate because I've redone how certain things are listed. Like, I started adding like certain things from compilation, um, like that. Like, it's not even. It's like higher than it was last year, which is not even should not even be possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, mine's I, a I, lot I, better. I'm anticipating the the remake of the site so that I can basically reorganize and redo like everything on there. Yeah. To properly reflect stuff because I I want to like I want to keep track of things that I have digitally also uh and also have physically but i don't want it to i want to figure out a way to make it so that it doesn't like count towards like my overall amount i had come up with like a really weird idea recently but i thought i'm just not going to do anything until the remake comes around kind of what i've been doing lately when it comes to like compilations is uh um, I, I've been uh, kind of just adding the compilation as its own game until like I actually like if, if there's something I need to beat in it then I will like obviously mark it you know unfinished but then as I beat one thing in it then like I will decide later if I want to like separate it out into individual games because like sometimes I buy a when I buy a collection sometimes it's more just for like either collection purposes or right. just to like 
just to have like a or convenience purposes or like oh it's nice to have the switch version of this but it's like i don't you know i i, I don't necessarily want that like taking up all this space on my backlog right I'm, I'm hoping that the remake will allow some better ways to be able to properly to manage that kind of thing I mean, I'm not even sure what to expect, but it sounds like he's getting relatively close, actually. Nice. How am I supposed to get that key up there? Yeah, Tony Hawk came out. I I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could talk about. And I will talk about uh, several games in the video that I did not finish. Because, I mean... I finished 17, but there's a lot of other things that I want to talk about that are... That I have not still not finished, but have made an impression. Oh, the Model V doesn't trigger it? Lame. Well, I'll figure that out another time. The ice skill? Hmm? Someone was just saying, should you use the ice skill? Mm. Yeah, 3D All-Stars. Like, I mean, that's that's not going to be on it. But you could talk about 3D All-Stars, because you've finished yeah. I mean... I don't, not a lot left to say. I mean, you yeah, could I don't. I mean, that's. I don't. Too. I don't. I don't really feel compelled to say anything about that. I, I do want to. I do want to play through Galaxy on it though. Yeah, same here. You know, I mean, you know, if you look at how the Wii remote moves, like, you know, <laughs> back in the generation, like I thought it was a lot smoother than it really is, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I I feel like uh, using the Joy-Cons and Galaxy, you know, might not be the downgrade that I was worried it might be, you know? Right. Yeah. It might actually be a little bit of an upgrade. Sandy had to come running when she heard the Wii sound, the Wii menu sound. Okay, one more level and let's, let's call it a night. Oh, it's 11. Yeah, already. Well, I I think I am not sure. Let's see how many let's see how many levels are left in this world because it'd be nice to at least finish the the, the world because I think it's yeah. level four. So is is Star Allies only like four or five worlds? I think it's only I think it's four worlds. Yeah, it's. Like That's the last, crazy. the last world is. I mean, they're I guess sort of big worlds. Like the last world. Yeah, the last, last world is really big. Yeah, for sure. But still, it is. I guess that's silly. Uh, I did play General Chaos. I have the uh, the four player adapter too. But played uh, what? I can't remember too much about it. We, we did Chaos? play it a lot though. What's General What's Chaos? That? General Chaos is this kind of is a Genesis game as Electronic Arts uh, Genesis game where it's kind of military strategy-esque but also 
a, a shooter. I got it's like a. Uh, it's what's a good example? Like I, I want to say it's almost like a oh, like a modern stick shooter, but not. Uh. That's that. That is a game that every time I see it, uh, like at a game store or something like that, I think, oh, I should buy that. General Chaos. I mean, there's. That's probably a point where I thought it was called General Coast. <laughs> General General Chaos. General Chaos. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, there's a game on the NES called uh, Doctor Chaos. And for the longest time before I actually heard what it was called, I used to call it General Coase. Or not General, uh, Dr. Coase. I, I don't remember not knowing how to say chaos, but I'm sure there <laughs> was a time I had to learn it. We all had to learn something sometime. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I remember, I, I'm sure a lot of people had this. I mean, like, I, I learned the correct pronunciation of uh you know you know c-o-r-p-s from blast core uh because you know if you if you if you say it like you know you would spell it if you didn't know what that word meant or you know you'd never heard it spoken out loud before uh uh, I mean, you would think it's Blast Corpse, which sounds like super violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've never played uh, Ultimate Kings. I'm pretty sure it was my dad when he saw the, the title of the game. He said, oh, that's, that's pronounced Core, not Corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Another day in the core. Although, you know, th th there have been a few, uh, there have been a few comments on videos that have said like, oh, like you're, like, why, why are you calling it that? You're pronouncing that yeah, word wrong. Blast yeah. Not, they think, uh, they think it should be Blast Hardcore. Yeah. Hundred, Contra, yeah. Some people have said that about Hundred, Contra Hardcore. They've been like. Like, why are you pronouncing the game that way? Like, I don't think there's like a regional variation on that, but there could be for all I know. John Perry G wants to stream Beavis and Butthead. I could see maybe uh, one of these times I'll, I'll stream Beavis and Butthead in virtual insanity. What's, uh, what's that for? I'd say it's a it's a scum, a scum game. Oh, is that? I can play, I can play it on the Mister and the Scum VM. <laughs> I I am a big Beavis and Butthead fan. I I am exactly the the age for it. You know, I was I played it. All right, I didn't play it. I watched it as it was new as a teenager. I saw the movie in the theater. Hi, Sandy. What are you getting all up in my face for? 
What is it? Uh, I don't know if what's considered better the Genesis or SNES version, but from what I understand, like the the PC version is awesome. It has like full on, like full involvement of like, everybody from the show doing their, their voices and everything. I, I thought that the the Beavis and Butthead, uh, the new Beavis and Butthead episodes that came out like in 2010 were really good also. I don't think that those have been re-released anywhere either. But they were very good. And just as funny, if not funnier in some instances. Staying up late and watching Beavis and Butthead on MTV was the coolest thing you could do in fifth grade. <laughs> the coolest thing you could do. HBO Max announcement is pretty crazy, actually. I'm interested to see what that's going to mean. What, Have you, did you hear is, about that? No, about how uh, all every single one of Warner Brothers movies is going to release in theaters and on HBO Max the same day. Like for like, like all their indefinitely? New movies, all the movies that are coming out next year. Just next year or indefinitely? Well, I mean, like. They they just said for like next year, uh, for now. Like that may like Matrix Four is going to premiere. Oh wow! Uh, they're they're starting it uh, uh, on Christmas because uh, with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Hmm. There's only one more level before the boss, so I feel like I should just finish it. Finish the world. Okay, and and also and Dune, yeah. I mean, that's pretty, it's a pretty big thing. I mean, I, I would have loved it if, you know, all the movies that were coming out this year could have, uh, you know, already done that. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're not going to do that until, I mean, yeah. they, they didn't know, for one. Right. But I mean, it would, you know, it certainly would have been nice if like, you know, James Bond and, you know, that Ghostbusters movie and all that stuff could have come out this year. That would have been uh, good. I mean, that's not even Warner though, but I mean, James I know, Bond, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying I wish that could have. They're trying to get like, like $6 billion or something like that for a streaming service. Which is, is insane. But yeah, I mean. I think about just like watching like a new movie like that in my basement with like the strong sound on and the lights down. Uh, it's it's I think it's a great experience. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly uh, you know if if it ever came to a point where that just like became a regular thing where you had the choice of watching a new movie at home or in a theater like I'd probably never go to the theater again 
I mean, I wouldn't say never, but... I mean, there's certain things, certain situations where I feel like I would still go to the theater, but, I mean, that's not something I would do until I was... until the kids were older. I mean, it's... I mean, I, would, I certainly would have watched a lot more things as they came out than I have since having kids. I mean, but, I mean, there, there's still, like, some event things that I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't... I can't imagine anything being nearly as good as, like, watching, like, Avengers Endgame, like, opening night, at, like, the first showing, like, with a, in a packed audience. Like, it was, like, like, you can't replicate something like that at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't there's, know. there's I mean, a fair amount of people out there that say, like, oh, I can't stand it when anybody makes a noise or anything during a movie, but... Or like it's. I mean, there, 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 there's. Just people say I can't stand it when people clap at the movie. At a clap at a movie. Like, I mean, I, 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 I can definitely feel the energy sometimes, you know, of a of a movie theater. But it's just, I mean, honestly, like going to the theater is too expensive. Like I just, I just think movie tickets are too expensive. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like every like. They're, they are so expensive at this point, and especially if you're going to take kids. Like, I'll, I'll, I will tell you that it was kind of cool that uh, so some people like in our circle, like their friends that have kids the same age, it was one of their birthday, and for the birthday party right now, movie theaters are doing like private screenings. Mm. You can like pick from a big list of movies, like new and old. And have a private screening for like a hundred bucks for you and how many people, however many people you want to bring. I mean, if it if it really is unlimited people within your group, like that's that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad deal. I cons guess. Considering that if you go to like a new movie and you want to get popcorn and you know you have two kids you're bringing, you're still you're spending like 60, 70 bucks on that alone for one family. But if you can have like all your friends come, I mean that's that's a, I think that's that's well worth it. Yeah. Even I mean, if it's like not new movies, <laughs> like we were, we were saying, oh, we should bring our kids to see to see Gremlins. But Gremlins is like Gremlins is pretty scary. <laughs> I think that they would be they'd be emotionally scarred after seeing Gremlins. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I, I just, I feel like, I mean, I guess like the, the codex are better, you know, than what you get with streaming. So, right. I mean, that's one thing, but like, aside from that, like, I feel like my OLED looks better than a movie screen. I mean, there, there, there's definitely an appeal to the large projection i mean don't get me don't get me wrong but you know it's just i i i might prefer the at-home experience i'm not saying i definitely do but i, I i'm kind of getting to a, a a place where i feel like i might prefer yeah as as gaming blow says like going to the theater isn't always about visual fidelity it's like, you know, having a shared experience. You know, that's why I think that, 
like those big movies like opening night you know like there's very few things that can that can match up with that and I, mean, I that is the times that i would go if i wanted to see something like yeah. i would i if i had a choice like for like avengers endgame like there's no way that i would have said i'm just gonna watch this at home instead of going to the theater uh, i don't know i mean i mean, I mean like, like star wars like i mean star wars episode seven like there's no way that i like i would wa would have watched that at home before well, i i mean you know when, when avengers endgame came out like Drum and I were like way behind on the whole thing. I think right. he, I think he'd seen like a couple of them, and I'd only seen Iron Man one. And like mm -hmm. we had no expectation that we were actually going to manage to catch up um, by the time Endgame came out. And then we kind of did, and we're like, "Well, wait, Captain Marvel is still in the theater." Like, we could go see Captain Marvel and, like, two days later go see yeah. Endgame. And we, like, because we got caught up to what was available at home and all we had to see was Captain Marvel. And we could go to the theater and we're like, whoa. So, I mean, it was, that was like, that was like a cool special treat to ourselves for having, like, done this crazy marathon through the year up to that point. I mean, that was definitely a special experience. Don't get me wrong. But I do feel like if I had the choice, like, if it was the same price, I would probably do the theater. But if it was, like, cheaper at home, uh, you know, and you got to, like, keep it, keep access to it, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Mostly, to me, going to the theater is more about, like, I want to see this movie now. Like I don't I don't want to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I saw Sonic in the theater also and I thought it was fun. That was the last movie I saw in the in the theater. I I, I still think it's so hilarious that like that Sonic is the highest grossing movie of the year. <laughs> is it? I mean Yeah. I guess that is not surprising. I mean, I think it's funny that you I, know I've every time. Like, like, have you seen Sonic? Have you seen it yet? I've not. I, I want to. Oh, it's on. It should be. It's on the Voodoo. I know. Like uh, the. I mean, just like with the movies that didn't come out, like everyone's like, oh, like maybe like Jim Carrey is gonna probably gonna get a, like an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Which, Could I mean, you imagine reality, a world where like Jim Carrey? It's certainly possible. I mean, oh, that, that's kind of what I mean. I was going to say, like, who would have believed you, like, in, you know, 1993 or whatever, like, when, when Jim Carrey was, like, you know, first becoming a thing and, like, Sonic the Hedgehog was, was a big thing, you know, in games. Like, who would have yeah. believed that if someone told you in the year 2020... Jim Carrey is going to be Dr. Robotnik and because movies are going to be canceled throughout the course of the year because of a pandemic, Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik is going to be plastered over every movie theater for the entirety of 2020 because there's nothing else. There's nothing else. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's such a weird situation.
I see someone someone say that like I can't. I know people like to say it's good, but I just can't get the idea of, of Sonic coming to the real world. It just seems so corny. And I I totally agree. I wish that it wasn't like that. Uh, but with what they had, with what what they did, it still worked. I thought. But what I'm excited about is that hopefully, like whatever, like the sequel will barely like take place in in the real world at all. Oh, they, they've already said that? Or is it just set up that way? It's just, I mean, a lot of that's kind of, it's kind of set up that way. I mean, do you know about like the post credits? Uh, doesn't Tails have something to do with it? Yeah, I mean, Tails is like in the post credits. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because if, if it doesn't take place in the real world, then it's like, why not just make it an animated movie? And I think that's that's kind of the toughest situation with stuff like this. And I think about it a lot. It's like if you're, it's not gonna take place in a real world. Like you you don't want it to take place oh, in the real world, so but close. you want it to be a live action movie. It's, but it's gonna be mostly animated as it is. Like how do you even? do that like why not just make an animated movie then well, i mean it's i mean it's, it's kind of the situation coming huh like is there just like an animated mario movie like a cg animated oh yeah mario movie would be great i think that a cg animated sonic movie would have been really good too what are they gonna do like is mario gonna gonna have dialogue though like that's i don't think i could handle mario having dialogue no i know uh, there's 499 from Eric Schuster saying Dr. Robotnik is confirmed to be breastfed in Sonic movies, so the movie must win Best Picture. That is the only reason. I don't know, but it's true. Like, I mean, my kids loved it. Well, it wasn't one of those old movies. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I tried to watch uh, the original Superman with my son. And like before the opening credits were over, it's like, let's watch something else. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, Superman 1 is kind of a tough sell. Like, it, it's. I, I, I had to watch it a couple of times before I appreciated it. Yeah, but I mean, watching it, I mean, there is almost nothing better than than that Superman theme, though. I mean, that that Superman theme playing over the opening credits is the best part of uh, of Superman Returns. Like, that's the best part of the movie is the opening credits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Superman One, it's. Might not seem like much now. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it. You know, I mean, I, you know, I consider 80s movies to be my favorite movie genre. <laughs> and like 70s movies, some sometimes 70s movies are great. But like, I, I feel like movies as a whole in the 70s, I, I understand where your son was coming from. I don't. 
you know, every once in a while I'll watch a movie from like the 60s or the 50s, but you know, it's it's not my go-to. You know, it's usually kind of like I'm usually kind of cautious about it. You know, before before the 80s, it's it's very hit and miss. But there, there's a lot of really good late 70s stuff. Uh, I see that the John Perry G is asking if there's any drive-ins near either of us. Uh, I went to the drive-in a couple months ago. We went and saw we saw Hocus Pocus and the Adams Family at the drive-in. I I went to the drive-in a ton growing up, though. I've never. I, I probably I've talked about never, this. Like I saw, I've never done a drive-in. It's it's awesome. I mean, I I saw so many movies as a kid at the drive-in, like like so many like classics. Uh. They were, or future classics, I guess, at the time. You know, like I saw I saw Big at the drive-in. I saw Ghostbusters at the drive-in. Uh, I saw Spaceballs at the drive-in. I saw Godzilla in 1985 at the drive-in. I saw I saw a lot of them. Yeah, oh, they they give you your own speaker or something like that. Now nowadays, you just tune into a channel on your radio. But when I was a kid, you they had a speaker. You'd take it off a post and it had a cable to it, and you'd like hang it inside your window. It probably sounded horrible. Yes, but you know what? We liked it. It, it worked, and you didn't have to fiddle with anything. <laughs> you, just, you just take it and you put it in your window, and it works. You don't have to like find any stations on the radio. You just you just turn it on and it works. All right. Well, I guess that will do it. That's a that's a that's a strong start in the game for me. There's one more world on Popstar, and then I think I think after Popstar, it's like two worlds. I think I know I know one of the worlds after you leave Popstar is called Dangerous Dinner. <laughs> which is which is one of the best names for a world in video game history. They, did you they, see did you see the the plot twist coming? I did not. I did not. Me either. I I was I, I was I was not going into this expecting plot twists. I mean, you know, Kirby Lore gets crazy. Although with this game, I'm not really sure how connected, like this one has always seemed like a little bit outside of like all the connections that the most recent ones have been throwing at you. I mean, Robobot and Star Allies get like when you get to their final bosses. It's pretty, pretty crazy. If you're into that Kirby lore. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of into that Kirby lore. I, I wish the, I knew it. The new I, games are, are, are a feast. I, I, I wish I knew the lore by heart a little more uh, than, uh, than I, than I do, but uh, there, there's definitely some, some mind blow moments uh, in these recent games. All right. All right. Uh, we'll do our best to get this episode out during the week. Depends on our speed and workload. Outside, outside of the channel. It'll be a we'll challenge, how, how but we'll, we'll go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody who donated tonight and everybody hung out. 
Yep. It was a lot of fun. Catch you later. We'll see you. We'll see you soon.